Welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number one oh is it six? Six. Six. Yes. All right. Whoa. <laughs> My fucking headphones falling off. There will be no background for me. There's no option for it. And uh I want anyone to I need to be aware of what's going on with that door. That's true. That door is very, very ominous. I know. Yeah, I don't I gotta know if someone's gonna come through and try to kill me. Well, this may this be is... the only episode with this. Maybe. This might be me indefinitely, so I'm going to show it off. You're going to see it all guy. show. Yep. See what happens? Fucking talk shit about the craft. <laughs> fucking tooth knocked out. See? It's fucking divine is what they have. Manon did it. Your Manon. witchy, <laughs> your witchy powers. Yeah, Manon witchy, ma- Maron. <laughs> witchy poos up in this house, man. I talked to my wife and some of her and, and her padrina and some other people, and we got some fucking things. We burned some sage. We had C's picture on the wall. We uh we cut off a cow's tongue, and then we broke his tooth out and wrapped it up. And we put it in the freezer for a week. Look at that. That's what happened. And there you go. That, that's how it works. <laughs> I, I ordered about- the craft. I got it delivered. I shit on it and set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing happened. <laughs> He said, I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy fuck. Awesome. I don't even know what I'm thinking about. In my living uh, room. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We got toothless aggression up in the house right now. We got a little piece of black spinach right here. Yeah, I wash myself a rag on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many Simpsons like- quotes I could do now. Like for <laughs> Now I believe you were American. That's all it took. Oh. <laughs> I'm from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like to sleep with my sister, who's also my daughter. Hey, here's my question: Are there any places like that in Canada, like, Alabama? Yeah, like a, sure. a place that's <laughs> like, <laughs> the way you're talking about Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, s- some southern states and some like you know people with not a lot of income and they're, they're, they're living houses in the woods and shit like that. You know, like the, oh, the people sure. that you see portrayed. In, in, in movies, is there, that is there a section everywhere. in Canada? Well, there's remote areas that you could probably make the same jokes about, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know if we've got an Alabama per se, but you know, right. yeah, there's like that everywhere. But I mean, even the no. state shit on Alabama. If they could have 49 states, you know, Alabama would be the first to go. <laughs> Apologies <laughs> to anyone listening in, in Alabama right yeah. now. Nobody is listening yeah. in Alabama. <laughs> Even Idaho wins over fucking Alabama. <laughs> yeah, Idaho's chill. It's just potatoes and nothing happening, you know? Napoleon. Napo- Dynamite? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, what a guess. Okay, right on. <laughs> well, I can dig it. You only had two guesses, Dynamite and Bonaparte. That's true. Dynamite <laughs> and Bonaparte. Interesting. Yeah. Bonaparte. I always like that name, Bonaparte. <laughs> Me gotta- too. I want to change my last name to Bonaparte. Yeah, well, yeah Brandon Bonaparte. <laughs> BB. <laughs> yeah. BB. Double B. You could have a that could be a gimmick for you. Bonaparte. Ask your father if it's okay. <laughs> you know? Bonaparte. Bonaparte got torn apart. Like, ask him now is what we're saying. Like <laughs> open that door. <laughs> That's why the door's there. That's why he has no background. And speaking Dad. of background, I'm happy C started it. I got this here. I was stressing the fuck out because today is a special day, and I wanted to have a special background just for today. But as usual, I slept in. I waited to the last minute to try to do all this stuff. I jerked off on Skype last night, and this is what I get for it. 
you oh. know. So now here I am. I know. I know. It was a fun time, but I'm just saying. I, I should have been conscious. If, while I was on Skype, I should have been thinking about my show instead of fucking stroking Brandon and Trivia, you know? But I wasn't. <laughs> but today's a special day, you see? Um, I got the shirt, at least. You know what I'm talking about, people? Oh, you know look I'm at that. About. Yeah, 40 years. 40 years today. Yeah, how do we not fucking celebrate that, you know? Yep. I had my Jason yeah. shirt on, but it switched it to Iron Maiden. That's okay. I switched. Uh, I didn't switch. Excuse me. I'm just happy that it's the 40th anniversary. It's awesome. You know, it's 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 our favorite. Well, it was his favorite franchise. Maybe not anymore, apparently. But No, it's not. Texas Chainsaw's fake fanboy here. Can you get that Jason shirt out and wrap it around where your tooth is so it doesn't distract <laughs> us during the show? <laughs> I'll try to take any attention off that fucking hair of yours. I just... <laughs> Whatever works. I'll knock a couple more teeth out if I need to. No, what I what I would do if you if you had the hair this long, you could pull it down and cover the tooth. Just gel it right over your mouth. <laughs> I wanted to make access for Brandon's cock a lot easier. Yeah. That's you. You gave it extra room there. <laughs> He's got some wiggle room in there. Yeah. <laughs> wiggle room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh man! You can what fit Danny's balls in here too. Sorry, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. I'm just, I, my mind is a, is is a wreck. I, by the time this coffee's done, I'll be okay. But, um, uh, I stayed See? up late. I slept in. Skype um, will be the death of you two. Well, you know what? I was gonna go to bed, and I thought my wife was waiting for me, and I went upstairs, and it appeared that she was passed out. So I'm like, well, now I'm not gonna get laid. I have all this energy. I'm gonna go down and go on Skype for now. And I, let me let me well, preface. Let me Skype or jerking off. <laughs> I understand. Right. That was my but, that was my choice last night, and I wound up <laughs> skyping, and I regret every minute of it. <laughs> I only jerk off in my bed, so I'm not gonna jerk off with my wife. There's nowhere else really. In the, it's too cold in this basement. I got a couch. I got a thing. I'm. I could easily jerk off in this room I'm in right now on this very couch. But it's true. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I triple dive dare you. Too cold. I, I don't work. Then if I go upstairs, I don't want to jerk off on like my living room couch. My family sits there every day. Someone can come down the stairs and I, I'm past doing it in the bathroom. I just, I just can't do it there anymore. So now I can't jerk off. You know, Is it frozen on your end? No. Oh, damn it. Uh -huh. I wish I Why, could. I'd take it a picture of the, of the shot I got on mine. It's awesome. He's <laughs> frozen, huh? Oh, he's gone now. I don't know oh, what happened. Oh, he left. Ah, what happened? Brandon. My bad, my bad, my bad. Oh, oh, oh. Look at this guy. Uh, that's when it was frozen. <laughs> oh, you won't be able to see it. I'll post it in the page. I kind of. That's what those damn backgrounds. That's why I don't like those backgrounds. Every time you try mm. to show something, it blurs you. Look, Dave's yeah. coffee cup is appearing, disappearing. <laughs> he could be drinking up for all we know. You're right. I could jerk off. You're holy shit. Well, this changes everything. <laughs> I saw the picture for a second. I had a goofy ass smile. <laughs> well, here's the problem now. Now that I have a background specifically tonight, I have to show you guys a couple pictures and a couple videos at that. Ooh. So um, this is going to be a problem. I'm going to have to take it down when that time comes, I guess. But anyway, we'll get there when we get there. It's something about, uh, see, you said indefinitely. So if you don't get it fixed next show, this is just you forever. Well, not forever, but I, it depends. If they can't fix the damn implant, then either I've got to go through the procedure again, which is a long procedure, or uh, I might get a flipper. <laughs> a flipper? You're goofy looking. 
<laughs> That's another one for the Simpsons. There you go, see. <laughs> yeah, you got but, one too. But I can't see. Yeah. How can you not see? You can't see because you have a bad. I have my screen up. Yeah, I can't see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my tooth is yeah. in the way. He's trapped in the void. I'm not getting an implant though because it's so far back. I don't care. It happened a long time ago, or the tooth is so far back. No, it's it's like <laughs> it's not where C's is where he looks ridiculous. Hey, mine's right here. <laughs> one of these, same thing. I'm yeah. in the same. It might even be the same tooth. Is it one of your two front or no? Is it yeah. to the side? Oh, can't you? What do you mean? It's here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess no, that's it not his front. It looks like a back molar. <laughs> <laughs> it's my wisdom tooth, you fucking skunk. <laughs> I just want to make sure it's not a tooth. There's a tooth in front and there's a, this and this. So, we yeah. never, ever thought that you would have a wisdom tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some skunk. So how did you lose the tooth? Can you tell us that? If you, Back... I'll tell an embarrassing story about how I lost mine, because I have one too, but it's not, oh. obviously not knocked out. But if you want to divulge... 20... Your embarrassing story, I will mind. If not, we'll move on. 22 years of age, maybe 23. It was that summer anyway. My birthday's in the summer. So uh, I, we were at a bar, and we had numerous chances to leave, my buddy and I. We were with a group of people. You know, group one left. Would you like a drive home? No, nah, we're good. My girlfriend leaves. Would you like a drive home? No, nah, we're good. We stay one more time. Next group leaves. We're like, I ah, will stay just till the end. We figured we'll finish the night. We take a cab home, decide to stop at a Subway, which is a sub shop, like a sandwich shop, Hoagies. We know, we know what Subway Amer- is. Well, who knows what you guys... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the Mar- it's an American chain. Too. Come on, Jared. Did you have Jared in Canada? <laughs> yeah, he didn't diddle any Canadians, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, of course. He saved it for this country. You're right. Anyway, so we're sitting there. I- I'm Supposedly, I'm pretty loud when I'm drunk. Yeah, you got a foot long in the tooth. We got it. <laughs> long in the tooth? A guy comes in with his haircut, and it's cut, like, right across like that. So I turn to my buddy. I'm like, hey, look, it's Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah. That didn't go over so well. He's with a group of people. It's just me and my buddy. Things escalate. I'm wearing a shirt that was, I guess, maroon, like the shirt that Brandon made fun of last week. No wonder you got punched in the tooth. <laughs> so he made, he made one crack about my shirt. I grabbed the guy, and the girl at the sub shop is like, hey, you guys take it outside. I guess that something snapped. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm like, oh, okay, sorry, dude. Sorry, we leave. Now they're pissed off. They come out, subs in hands, bottled drinks in the other hands. He comes up. And he's like, hey, 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 you want to you fight? And I'm like, my buddy's holding one of his buddies back. The other ones are in the car. This guy comes up to me. He tries to throw the drink against my head. I stop it, shatter down, he, throw his sub into a construction site, and he just whips around, backhands me, and my tooth came clean out like that. Dude, like, is this wow. for real? Yeah. That's Too a good clean, story. I feel, like, out. I feel like the truth is much less interesting than that story. No, no, no. And then, and then the, there was no fight because he's like, he's like, ah. I'm like, blood. I'm like, you just knocked my tooth out. And then they just bolted, got in the car, and took off. <laughs> Don't know who they are. <laughs> I never saw them again or anything like that. I looked down. <laughs> I looked down on the ground because I'm, I'm like, I've, I've heard that if you could find your tooth, they could pop it right back in. No tooth anywhere. <laughs> I, like I said, the only the only saving grace I, I feel like I'm, it was embedded in his hand. I just hope it was embedded in his hand. Yeah, I'm sure he has a hand uh, implant right now. <laughs> oh, look. Well, they gave well, him a hook. Poc- he's podcasting right now. <laughs> Tell the same story. <laughs> Tell us about how you got that, that tooth mark in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I beat up some maroon shirted nerd in the yeah. subway yeah. about 22 years ago. <laughs> 
<laughs> awesome. Awesome. I knew you guys oh. could uh, find the humor oh. in that. You oh, poor Chris. Oh, that's great. My tooth got knocked out, too. My, I got fucking punched. and yeah, knocked the fuck out. So In a fight, I, too, I'm assuming? What's that? In a fight as well, I'm assuming? A what night? A fight? Well... <laughs> I can't pronounce well, F's quite right. <laughs> Not a, a fight. fight. It was a, a fucking gut. <laughs> it wasn't even a fight. Dude fucking cold cocked me and fucking knocked my tooth out and I fucking fell back. And that was the fucking end of the fight. I just got fucking, I went down, hit my head, fucking But Wow. Now this asshole had no reason, no good. Okay. I was doing something I shouldn't have done. But this, <laughs> Did you call it was none of this dumber? person's business. <laughs> What's that? Did you call him Dumb and Dumber? No, I didn't say nothing. But this person had a fucking. He just didn't like me. This this asshole didn't just didn't like me, and uh, but just wanted an excuse. Now I went to this house party, and the party's winding down, and the person's and the person who's hosting the party. I'm not I'm not necessarily a fan of that person either. But I'm at the party with some friends, and here we are, and um, I decide. Throughout the course of the night, this is a long time ago. I'm like fucking 20 years. I don't know younger. I don't even know what the how fucking old I am. I, I don't know. 2018, 19. I don't know. Anyway, I decide in my infinite wisdom that because I don't like this asshole, and I see a couple fucking CDs, and I'm gonna steal some of his fucking CDs. <laughs> yes, I was gonna fucking steal from this kid's fucking house. I was drunk. So you deserved it. <laughs> well, now hold on. <laughs> So I take a few CDs. One was John Lennon Imagine. I remember that one. I can't remember what the other two were. Imagine but, if you had your tooth back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I took these these CDs and I put them in my coat that I was wearing on the inside pocket. But early in the night I did this. And then I stuck around throughout the course of the night. Plan them. Start- <laughs> hey, look what I got. I got this CD, a little mix. <laughs> Oh fuck! Sorry. Well, it's I, I, great. I, I I thought better of it as the night went on. I started getting nervous, and I said, "Well, maybe I shouldn't do this. What are you doing?" And so then I decided I was going to give them back, and I I started feeling guilty. So I told the guy, "I go, hey, after the party, I'm going to help you clean up." He's like, "Really?" I said, "Okay, okay, whatever." You know. So now I'm planting the seeds because I, I and I made up a story. I saw a random guy at this party that I didn't know who it was. And towards the end of the night, I said, listen, I go, this guy over there, he left the party. He was here before. He had these CDs, and he walked up to me, and he handed me these fucking CDs. And I, the way I described them, I knew nobody was going to know who it was or there'd be no proof of it. So he handed me these CDs. And, uh, you know, I don't know what they are. They're yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I ended up fessing up and doing that. So now this other asshole hears about it, and I think – Whatever, he just heard the story and he thought that I was making it up because the piece of the person I was talking about wouldn't do that, even though I didn't say anybody. I just said some <laughs> guy that looked that had long hair and glasses or something. You know, I just made something, whatever the fuck it was. That's you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. Nice. See, he could do it. The fucking champ. Nice. There you go. <laughs> I had the logo. Sorry. I had the logo with the red. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That looks really good. Um, anyway. <laughs> so what happens is this kid gets wind of it and there's a a discrepancy. I'm talking to somebody. I barely remember. I was really drunk. I remember we were outside this house, and all of a sudden, this asshole, big fucking muscle head dude, just comes out of nowhere, sees it, sees that it's me, walks up, and just fucking boom, and just 
Cole cocked me right in the fucking teeth because he heard that I stole something. And, and down I fucking went. I had a headache. A couple of my friends grabbed me. And that was the fucking end of it. I was out of the party because I was out and got my fucking tooth knocked out. And then yeah. I got the cap right here. It's a fake tooth. Same, same as you. And one day it's going to fall out. Well, mine was, again, mine right? is a freaking uh, implant. They actually like drilled into my jaw, like RoboCop style, and <laughs> and dr- drilled down and put a titanium implant in. And then the crown is like on a, 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 on a titanium screw or whatever, and then that goes in, and, and it gets locked in. But somehow I broke... I bit into broccoli. Look at Brandon's face. This Brandon. <laughs> 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 anyway, fuck you. I broke the screw somehow, and that's how I ended Wait, up like this. Tell us about tell us about the broccoli again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your head looks like a bushel of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking titanium. He's what's his name over here, Lieutenant Dan. What the hell? I am What the hell's wrong with Annie's face? What's wrong with Annie's face? She doesn't look right there. I don't think that's Annie. It looks like... No, not her. No, Annie in the bottom. Bottom, yeah, your smiling. bottom. Right. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Everything about that, those pictures. Are she looks like her tooth just got knocked out. Just <laughs> <laughs> prick bastard him. How about who's behind Annie in the Jeep? Is it Steve Christie or is it Pamela? That's Steve. Okay. Yeah, I was at that... Is that Barbara Steele at the top? Who is that at the top? That's, I was going to say, I always thought it was Barbara Steele or like Adrian Barbeau, but I think you're right. They just put her in there. Isn't that some? I want to do a show just about foreign posters one day because some of them are just so ridiculous and they're so much fun. Have you have you seen some of these? Oh, they're nuts, nutsy. That's oh, a cool just, one though, right there that you got. I, I would do buy like, that. I would buy that. I think know. Vince has this one. He got it for his birthday. I'm pretty sure this is the one he got. Yeah, I like it. So it works perfectly right now where your head is too, because your head's in the middle of those two pages, and you got the. Thing it looks on. like she's trying to bite your ear off. Yeah, that too. She is biting. Ah, she's trying to get. Could take one of her. You know teeth. what it is. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'll black out one of her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Luck. Oh, anyway. Okay. All right. My so, life. Now we've loosened. And up. there's no fucking dentist open. They're like, like they're open for emergency services, so luckily I could get in. But everything's COVID. They have to walk out to your car now. It's a pain in the fucking ass. <laughs> Everything's COVID. <laughs> Everything's COVID. <laughs> Everything's, Everything's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear that name, I think of my father, who used to yell at me when I was a kid. And my, there was this one particular time. More, he he did this a, a lot more than once, but this one particular time when uh, we were playing Legend of Zelda all night long, and I didn't want to go to bed. It was the first day we bought it, and we're hammering away on this game, and me and my two friends, and they're spending the night, and we're fucking. It was the, the that's a whole other. The whole Zelda story is a story in in, in God. What a story it is. But just. I won't get into that now. It'll be another time. But just to to get to this moment, she's saying, oh, you know, you guys got to be quiet in there. You got to go to bed. And I never listened to my mother, but my father I listened to. And it was just the way it was. So <laughs> something was going on and whatever was, she was complaining. And my father got wind of it. And he would always yell, David, do what your mother says. Right? So every time I hear the word COVID, I think David. I don't know why. COVID! <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. COVID and David. The only words I know of that end in the ID. There's not too many of them. You know? That's COVID. Yeah, I never even thought of it. David. How many words end in id? I don't know. The, 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 I, wrote a, I wrote a nice cappuccino COVID-19 rap. 
But I said I'd only do it if I could get music to it, and I I haven't uh, had the chance to put music to it. So by the time I get that done, everybody's going to be like, what the fuck are you doing a COVID-19 rap for? (laughs) (laughs) It won't even exist. It's murder murder hornets now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You guys. Yeah, you I haven't even heard of this shit. I mean, I never heard of killer bees, but what the fuck? Right. Like, and that's what they oh, are. Oh my lord! It's stupid. Yeah, they're we, huge. They're huge. They're nasty yeah, but, looking. I don't know what the fuck they are. I have. I've only heard the word used. I don't know a damn thing about it. All I know is that it's it's stupid shit. We've had Same killer thing bees. happened after nine eleven or whatever like that. You get everybody. You guys get freaked out. Not you guys. Americans, you get fucking freaked out. It's like you have to jump to one fucking scary thing to the next. It's because yeah, they watch them. I don't think these are new, the murder hornets, either. They're hornets. They bite the heads off bees. The murder hornets. Do they really? Yeah, they bite the heads off bees, and there's a video of Good. one of them killing Fucking a mouse. And one of them ki- killing a mouse. Lands on a mouse and kills it. Wow, that's pretty badass. But... The name is just fucking stupid. They're no different than... Why are they not killer hornets? Why are they murder? How is it fucking murder? <laughs> murder hornets? If you're going to be stupid and call it that... You may as well make it much more catchy and call them fucking homicide hornets. That's what they should be called. It was premeditated. H-H. It was yeah. premeditated. That's why. So when a killer bee kills somebody, they're not. It's not. They're not is it first, second, or third hornet. degree murder? The mur- is there a third degree murder? <laughs> manslaughter hornets. Maybe they got manslaughter hornets. <laughs> Wrongful death hornets. <laughs> it's just a stupid name. Oh, but, but wait a minute. If you're saying that bee, I can understand why. Okay. So the way they act, it's premeditated. So therefore, they're murder. They're not killers. It was a bad joke, evidently. That oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it could it could it, it held weight. We took nah, it. It is, it is a stupid name. I prefer homicide hornets. Homicide hornets has a much better fucking ring to it. Come on, murder. How stupid? Or, or just call them killer. Call them what it is. Murder is fucking. Come on, man. This isn't murder. Hornets are murdering me. You know what I mean? Are you going to call fucking 911? I'm being murdered by hornets. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to say that? <laughs> Get some rain and shut the fuck up. <laughs> murder. I want to start it. Homicide hornets is what it should be. Or I'm first sorry. degree murder B or killer B. First degree <laughs> killer, killer B. B. Killer B. <laughs> Teflon B. <laughs> Teflon B's. He is Teflon B. <laughs> Teflon B's. <laughs> Oh fuck! Okay, Whew. I'm getting hot already. That's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. What are we What, what are we, we doing talking? tonight, Dave? What are we doing tonight? We're doing uh, three movies, of course. We're doing. Um, you know what the show can be called? Witches and werewolves. How about that for you? Because that's what we be talking about. Witches cool. and werewolves. I'm not yeah, putting that on any of the promotional materials. Sorry. Of course not. <laughs> I'm just, you know, showing a little creativity in, in, in the little bit I have. Yeah. Um, Witches and werewolves. So we're talking about uh, the Lords of Salem. We're talking about an American werewolf in London, and we're talking about the autopsy of Jane Doe. And I will let you know who brought them to us when the time comes, because they didn't. When I take my notes, I don't have that in front of me, but I have it somewhere else. So we do have to give props. You got to give props where someone's doing it. We're gonna have a drawing later, which is gonna be half-assed, but this is the last time we can do it for this month. And we have to do it now because next month some of the patrons might not be there. So somebody have two, two drawings because I'm going to draw a Christian with that ridiculous gap in his teeth <laughs> <laughs> and give it away. <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> oh, shit. 
So there you go. Now we've decided. Have, instead I, of going out of have I mentioned that? It's, it's deep. No, no, I want both of your fucking heads. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you I'm haven't done it. Swinging on like two fucking pendulums. <laughs> <laughs> when it goes off on the head. Right? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> we're doing good. We haven't had any cock and balls talk yet. Let's yeah. keep it going. We're okay. We're okay. We're having gone over the quota. You know, give it some time. Save it for uh, later. So yeah, you know what's coming at one point or another. It's. It's a given. All over your face? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it, it was inevitable that it was going to have to be said, so. Do you know that Darcy girl from fucking Joe Bob is like a, a porn star? Like a real porn star. Oh, I don't watch Joe Bob, so I don't know. Okay. Well, everybody seems like they do, so. I I heard it's somebody Ameri- mention It's an American thing. I don't watch it's, Joe Bob. I don't have time Except to if because you're in I Jersey. watch. <laughs> Would you say? See? Except if you're in Jersey. Yeah, well. Or Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I never watch them because I'm usually watching something for today. We record Saturdays. I watch the movie on Friday, at least one. You know, I, so I just, I'm sorry. It isn't that I don't want to, but I've never been the type of guy that has to watch something live that's recorded anyway, though. You know what I mean? I don't know. I hear you. I actually don't even know if he's on. I'm, I'm assuming it's on Canadian Shutter. I'm pretty sure I've seen his I face there, but, but I'm not even too sure. I'll actually give it up on Shutter. I think I'm going to stop my subscription. What? Yeah. You're the king of stream. That four dollars a month—it's killing you. It's a bit more in Canada, but not much more. No, it's just not. Like I mean, yeah, I—I don't really think it's all. It was good at one point. I I think it's kind of just kind of started to suck. They haven't been releasing as much new stuff. I'm not as excited about it anymore. I go on it and I'm like, nah. I'll go get something from my library or whatever. Oh, your library. Let me go to the library. <laughs> oh, let's look at the stacks. The card catalog. Do you I have one the, of those? I brought this on myself. That slides <laughs> like Hannibal Lecter. I do. Awesome. At least you could do that. That's fucking awesome. Wow. So yeah. So this girl. Um, but here the shutter, you should keep it because there's always original programming that's really good. Like if there's at least, okay, maybe not at least there's about right now, there's a movie that everybody's talking about that should be seen. Maybe even two of them on shutter right now, quantum something or some shit. It's not on Canadian. Piss me off. Fucking Canadian movie. It's not on Canadian shutter. Wow. Quantum blood. Yeah. Blood quantum. Fuck blood quantum. I want to see it, but it's not on Canadian shutter. So I'm going to download it legally. Fuck them. There you go. Good. And there's a new movie called Z, by the way. Z. I so. saw people talking about that. That's not a Canadian shutter either, which is weird because someone told me it was on you. I think someone posted that it was on UK shutter. No? I don't know. I thought someone posted that on our page. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm it's a, I'm on the actual shutter app and none of these movies are popping up. There's also a new film called The Siren. It doesn't pass the Dave Z cover art test, but it is from the director who did They Look Like People. That one is on. That one is on Canadian Shutter. (laughs) Yeah, so I kind of want to check it out just because it's his next film. Okay, question. See, Mm -hmm. your Shutter app, what does it go through? Does it go through Amazon? No, no, it's direct Shutter app. On what, though? Like uh, an Xbox or something? I, I can do it on my iPad. It's a Shutter, the app. On an I, iPad, on I go to the website. No matter what I do, it's not on there. They're really sticking it to Canadians. You're right. You know what? Remember how you, I think you're on Rocky, something. Screenbox said, all the way. Actually, I have no clue. <laughs> not even available in Canada. Screenbox <laughs> no. is terrible. I, it's not even available in Canada. They might as well give up. 
Tubi yeah. TV all the way. Yeah, good old Tubi. So they're fucking you big. They're not giving you things. And you said last week that Eli Roth show, which is a Shutter show, they didn't mention Canadian horror, right? Unless I missed something, I posted a review. So unless someone corrects me, I posted a little one-liner, which is like it was decently produced. I I was enjoying everything I was seeing, but there's some what? obvious omissions. Like if that was it. They didn't talk Jallo, and they didn't talk David fucking Cronenberg. If you're talking the yeah. history of fucking horror here, come on. You're come right. On. Well, I'm starting a fucking thing here. Shudder doesn't like Canadians. Spread or the word. Italians. Or Italians. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Well, there you go. I'm starting. No, I they're, showing Canadian, they're showing Canadian films, so let's not go crazy. But uh, that we just don't get them all. <laughs> just yeah, but they're jipping you. It's fucking yeah. ridiculous. Maybe you hold Cronenberg in a higher regard than Americans do. You okay, buddy? <laughs> scratching, what, are you scratching your nuts over there? He was looking in his dick. I don't you know. hear that, Cronenberg? <laughs> I call like, him Cronenberg. Gonna, you're not going to take another tooth later? Yeah. It's like, it's like he hit a boner and it went down. <laughs> you're talking about Cronenberg. I'm talking, Maybe about, they put him I'm in talking about COVID Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> COVIDberg. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. He might end up with it. Everybody chill out. Oh yeah, wait. Whoop. Yeah, don't don't do that. So anyway, <laughs> we got three movies to talk about. Fuck We're not Shutter. Going in order. Fuck who? Children. Fuck Shutter. But the but the room was the room was decent. I liked the room. Yes. Actually, it was quite good. Oh, I gave up on the room. I told you what happened when I yeah, watched it. Yeah, I thought it. it was very average and a ah. terrible ending. It's okay. I pulled the plug. I thought they were ridiculous acting, but that's I pulled the plug. I did. <laughs> Buddy, usually I'm the one to get sick of that. I thought it was fine. The way they were acting was fine. They were acting like fucking eight-year-olds. Oh, we got a free thing. Imagine if it was you and your wife. You just bought a new house, and you go up in this fucking room, and you say, oh, man, I like to drink. And all of a sudden, a fucking bottle of Jim Beam appears. And then, oh, well, this happens. And then, look, honey, check this out. Let's go in this room. Hey, I want a bag of pita chips. Boom. Here they are. Hey, I want the <laughs> Boom. Here it is. Here. Water. Exactly. Boom. That's exactly what I would just- do. You would be I happy believe... about it. You wouldn't even question it. And you would just stay up all night long asking for all these ridiculous things. And not at any point say, hey. There's you're questioning it. She asked for a bag of pita chips. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how she lost a, that's how you lost a tooth, probably. Eating those damn pita chips. It's like fighting into a rock. You guys are. Uh, it, it's a very good movie. That's fair. It, that's yeah. fair. Watson liked it, too. So. Yeah. That's okay. Some people like it. Anyway. You got that going for you, Christian. You wouldn't want to. Okay. So uh, Diana Prince, that's her name. She's a porn star. I couldn't believe it. I heard something about it, so I looked it up. And she's a real porn star. I mean, she's doing, getting fucking, you know, she's getting up the ass. She's getting anal sex. She's getting fucking guys shooting loads on her in her room. It's not just like some fancy porn. You know what I mean? Like those 10-minute clean-looking porns where everybody's oiled. This is fucking... She's a real fucking porn star. I'm like, She's wow. She's her ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised that somebody that has that type of, you know, background is on something national. I mean, I, I can care less. Did I you like say it. she has tits on her ass? Zits. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> be like, I want to see this porn if she's got tits on her ass. <laughs> I'm a TNA man. <laughs> Preferably in the same area. All in one. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. That's something I would, as much as I don't like deformities, if, if I could see a pair of tits on an ass, you would I would, definitely watch that. I want to see it. Not, it doesn't turn me on. I'm, it's, I'm curious, though. Oh, <laughs> oh, my Lord. Imagine that you could be having sex. You could be grabbing her ass. It really titty fucking her. Tits. 
Yeah, you keep me going back and forth. <laughs> I gotta stop. See, now we're going over the the three minutes. Okay, tonight we're going out of order. We're not gonna go the regular order. We've been doing everything like the uh, the way it was released. But because every every show lately, there's been a something has been happening where all three of us don't agree on on our movies, and there's been like some dissension every fucking show lately. So. Because B has said something, and I think, and I think there's a reputation with him in one of these movies. We've decided why not save the one that we all can agree on, at least we think, for last. And we know each other enough, so we've talked about it. So, a Miracle Werewolf in London will be last. We'll do the other two first. We'll go out of order. Just, Sounds just good to me. Any preference on which one of the two goes first? No, nope. I don't care. You pick B. It's all you. you, you. It's all, all for right, you. Beautiful boy. It's all for you, B. It's all for you. All right. Well, I guess since we're doing um, Werewolf last, let's just go and let's reverse the order and go from newest to oldest. So we will start out with 2016's The Autopsy of Jane Doe. And that is directed by Andre Avradel. I don't know if I'm saying it right. It's one of those weird O's with a line through it. Something you'd see in like Marco's Nation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That is those things are kind of cool. Yeah. You got to draw a fucking symbol next to every letter. Look, there's a little house. There's a TP over here. <laughs> this ends backwards. We always have to yeah. throw that one in. Yeah, yeah the backwards end, the upside down R, <laughs> the lowercase B. Put in an H. Sorry, that's another sentence joke. <laughs> All right. A father and son, both corners, are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who was apparently harboring dark secrets. Okay, this this one comes from Derek B. This much I know. That yeah. I, I don't have to look it up because I think Derek told me that he wants you to watch the movie again because apparently you have issue with the movie. So we might start right out unless we're wrong and he's gonna not fucking like the next movie either. I have I don't know. I went back and forth with this. I started thinking after I I, I blew my load thinking he was a zombie hater that it was this movie then. And so we'll find out, but let's... let's well, uh... I did... I, I won't give it away what I feel about Lords, but <laughs> this is the movie I take issue with. I I am not a big fan of the first time I saw it, and you know what? I gave it the all-important Dave Z's second view, and I'm still not a fan. I knew it. It went up I for me. Knew it. it actually went up even more for me this time. Me too. This is creepy as shit, man. Well... It's a it's a story. It's a movie of two halves for me. That first half is brilliant. Such great character development setup. I just this is just a film where I wish it wasn't a supernatural film. I felt like everything that happens in this could have been grounded in reality, and it could have been so much darker and creepier. I felt like they introduced. I mean, obviously we're gonna get, we always get into spoilers here. I felt like they introduced the, the the Salem witch reveal a little too late, and then sort of the motives and the 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 understanding of everything got a little convoluted for me. Hmm. That's I'll, just, I'll say, that's my thought. I will say this. The, the my, my complaint the first time was that I liked the first two thirds and I wasn't crazy about the last act. Uh, that was only the first time I saw it. This is now the, the third time I've seen it and all that's gone away. Uh, I enjoyed thoroughly where you're coming from. Like I, I could kind of understand it, but now yeah. watching it to me, everything it's, I, I really don't have any complaints. Uh, I can't really, uh, I don't know. Oh, the acting. I, like, I, I, I really enjoy the movie. I agree, Dave. I, de- I agree. No, I don't, the acting's, I mean, I mean, the acting's great. You, the acting's great. You got, you got Brian Cox and Emile Hirsch, terrific actors. I love the characters. 
I felt like there was so much more depth to their story that really wasn't explored. It kind of had like a throwaway conversation at like the two third point. You know, I, I wouldn't say throwaway, but just sort of like a underdeveloped sort of uh, apology by uh, by Tommy's character to Austin. You know, when he's sort of talking about, you know, why I called your mother Ray. Yeah, yeah I mean, elevator. Yep. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. It felt like that should have been that should have been more of the focus. And, and I really feel like Jane Doe's reveal as to what happened could have been grounded more in reality. Because you got these guys who are coroners, who are men of science. And, and they, they start to get to this point where they can't explain anything anymore, yet they're diving deeper to try to make sense of it. It would have been cool if, in the end, you could make sense of it. We did make sense of it. You don't think there's an explanation? I think there's an explanation. I just think it's so supernatural and kind of ridiculous that I don't like it. And once it becomes supernatural, I don't like the fact that the motives of Jane Doe is is sort of all over the place. Hmm. Like why she's why she's attacking these people who are seemingly trying to help her? Yeah, they're or, trying to they're hurt not her. Helping her. They're cutting well, her the fuck up. They're hurting her. Well, well that's okay. it. They're, yeah. they're, that's that's yeah. easy to understand because she's obviously rotting as they're cutting her open. So she wants him. To, but when he does that scene where he begs her for mm -hmm. mercy to for Austin, and then he takes on her pain and her, you know, everything she feels, that's an awesome scene. But then it, that there was no need for Austin to die in the end. There was no what? need for that scene of him getting scared and falling break. That was so bad. He should have lived then. That would have made that scene with Brian Cox more impactful, where he's begging Jane Doe, "I'll take it, give it to me." Oh, I, I but I, I, I know where you're where you're going with it, but you still get that plus the ending. So then, imagine yeah. when you're the cops coming in, going, "What the fuck happened here?" Right, because he survives. I, if this kid yeah. would have survived, then what? And this is what you're saying. He would have been arrested. He would have been arrested for all these murders. So yeah, that that off. that would have been fine. You would you rather have an ending where a character that you said you love the character and he went through all this shit, you'd rather have him go away and cough at the end of the movie than fucking I do that. Why have a sad ending like that when the you intruder get a ending? <laughs> I think the fact that he ends up dead is a surprise and a welcome surprise for me because I, I love those kind of endings. But I'm like because it's such a heartfelt movie and you have this and that and the discussion and it, its relationship and everything else and this kid is. He's a good boyfriend, and he's and he's an even better son. He yeah. does everything that he feels. He's a very good person. You see some of the things he he go he goes through. You know, he lost his mother. Everything else, you know what I mean. You really care for the character. To have him go out at the end in cuffs just would have been anticlimactic. It, it just wouldn't have worked. I don't think. I not that I want to see him dead, but the fact that they went that that route, I was like, well. That's I cool. would have rather seen him live and been arrested that, than killed because it didn't make sense for the motive of Jane Doe. It didn't make sense. She wasn't sinister enough where where, where it felt like she was just out to kill everyone. Why not? She was why, in pain. Why can't she truly be a witch? Why does she have to be a falsely accused witch that's only harming people that are um, – fucking with her maybe she was a legit salem witch and maybe she's doing this just to fuck with them and maybe she did that just to fuck with the old man and the kid and make him think oh you know what you figured me out i'm gonna give all my pain to you and everything's gonna be good again and is it that's end, that's fine you could do that but then i come back to this the reveal of the salem witch thing is way too late and way too underdeveloped if that's the case there needs to be more investigation more reveals and more, more. Yes, absolutely. You want you too much. You can't, you can't have an hour and twenty-four minute movie and in 
introduce the witch part at 55 minutes and then go deep. You know, they're revealing these logos. They're deciphering the years. And it's just it's too underdeveloped. They felt like two see, completely I, I don't different see films. That. It's weird because uh, I didn't I didn't feel that either time. And I, I find, again, I, I like that isolated feeling. We're in this house. I, uh, so you've got one location for the most part, obviously, other than the opening and whatever. One location, two great actors, and ultimately they, they give you just enough of a backstory knowing that the son is thinking of leaving to go with his girlfriend uh, and, and leaving the dad with the business and, and everything else, but he doesn't have the heart to tell him yet and, and reveal it. And then they're about to go for... or. or Finish for the night and he's about to go out on a date with his girlfriend and then he doesn't want to leave his dad high and dry so you get what Dave was saying where he's a good son he wants to stay help his dad finish off and then they get into all this shit and then just when you're thinking why are they sticking like what just when you're about to say okay in another movie they would have stuck around and said let's stick it out and figure out what's going on here the dad says let's get the fuck out of here and let's hightail it out of here. Right when shit's really starting to hit the fan, some weird stuff's happened, but they can't really, they're, they're trying to make sense of it. And then when it gets too fucked up, when everything, the lights start falling, whatever, he's like, let's get out of here. And I'm like, right on. Because usually a movie would be like, oh, this is weird. That could be explained for this reason. Let's still figure out what's happening. And they're like, let's get out. Let's get out. And I think that's where sort of the turning point, and it starts getting into a faster paced movie. Yeah. And there's not enough, There's there wouldn't be a time or, or or a reason to deep dive branded at that point. Because I think it's boom, 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 boom until the end at that point. I just, you know what? I understand what you're saying, but everything they're doing with the investigation and also some of the sound design with the, the rib cutters and stuff, the crunching of the sound is oh, awesome. Oh, but yeah. uh, everything they're doing where they're discovering because they're looking for an answer. And he's like, oh, we've only just begun. We still, we still haven't even cut into her. And, and they discover the Jimson weed and all that. I would have loved for this to turn into something where maybe they were exposed to something that was toxic to them, and that's what caused them to go crazy. Like, I'm thinking of all these ideas I would have personally liked better that would have explained the hallucinations of them seeing uh, the corpses and hearing the ringing of the bells, explain him not obviously so you, hearing you the want girlfriend. That plot twist? You want the... I would have I would have preferred that. Yes, I would have preferred. Oh. I wanted this grounded in reality. Uh, really? I just, I just didn't like the sudden shift into full, on, full blown supernatural. Because why is it sudden? You saw, you knew the whole time something was up. Everything that they were coming across is, is pointing to fucking. This isn't normal. This for, isn't normal. Yeah, this isn't normal. This, this isn't normal. But I've seen this before. You know, oh, she's bleeding when they cut yeah, her. But... The clouding of the eyes. The human trafficking. There's still the Jimson weed. There's still slight understanding. Even the opening scene, you're like. What the hell happened at this uh, at this crime scene when they're investigating? You're like, all right, none of it makes sense, but it almost feels like a like a Sherlock Holmes. Like you're gonna get rid of you know all the like impossible scenarios, and it's gonna be like just a sort of basic like oh my god reveal. Yeah, and but I, the thing is, I think we as the the viewer are getting that throughout. I think what's uh what's the father's name? Tommy. The okay. Tommy is going through it, and he's very experienced. He's been doing it for years and everything else. And what's the son's name? Austin. Thank You're you. like me, Dave. You're like me. I know. Son Sometimes I remember. Dad and son. Yeah, yeah, dad and son. All right. So Austin's like, he's surprised at some of the stuff he's been seeing. How many years has he been doing it? Not many. Not even close to his father. But it's almost like the father is just as surprised as the son. And he's he's coming up with one out of fucking two million opportunities that he's had in life with things. And he's like, oh, well... 
I, I saw this once before, or this happened. It's almost like he's talking himself into saying it's remotely possible. Problem is, it's not just one thing that's remotely possible. It's like four or five things that he's seen, and they all keep happening to this person in this situation to this very body. So it's almost like he's trying to talk himself off the ledge. That's the way I took it. He's like, well, yeah. all this shit's fucked up. He goes, well, it's almost like he doesn't want to believe in the supernatural, of course, because who doesn't? Yeah. He's just like, okay, I've seen this before. It's possible. That's the way I took it. Like, he knew off the bat shit's fucked up. And number one, he doesn't want to scare his son either. And he doesn't want to scare himself. So he's kind of like, what's the word? He's kind of like making... Well, he's, um, been a, he's been a dad, I guess. That, that's it. He's being protective. And I agree. Amanda Science being protective. Like, there's got to be a rational explanation for this. Until things really... Shit hits the fan. Lights come down. And then that's why that... The him saying, let's get the fuck out of here, is great from him saying it. Because now right. you've got this guy that has been trying to explain everything or, or find some rational explanation for everything is a better way. Uh, to now say, no, this is fucked up. Let's get out. I think at that point he believes it's supernatural. I'm I, I'm all in like, and it's the mood, it's the mood to create, and and the feeling of dread throughout. And I was watching this going, wow, this is really getting under my skin. And I said my whole my my whole family, I said you got to watch this with me. We got to watch this together. So we so pull your it socks again. off and even knock your tooth out. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Forget and I watched this with them. I watched it with my wife and my daughter because it's not easy for me. Out of the three movies, we just happened to watch *A Miracle Werewolf* a few months ago, so I wasn't gonna say we all got you know. Let's all yeah. watch it again. I picked this one specifically. I said, you know what? There's some witchy stuff going on here. I think you, I think you guys might like it. You know what I mean? So we watched it, and they liked the only time they, they were kind of cringing at the uh, what what B was saying with the, the sounds with the ribs and a couple of the autopsy scenes. And like the way the movie begins, you see all that shit. I, I go, guys, I know what you're thinking. It's not this kind of movie. It's not just going to be a fucking gore fest of an autopsy. Believe me, it's going to go somewhere else. And they ended up enjoying it as well. But but I don't know. You, you see what I'm saying, though, B? Can you accept that? Is that oh, I, I accept it. I can't, I can't argue against the reasons why you guys like the film. I can't, no, I can't, but I'm saying like, with the character developed, like, like him, you know, yeah. making excuses. He, it's not like a normal autopsy. Well, I've seen this before. You know what I mean? I, I think it's more he's scared. To me, it already is supernatural from jump. That's what I'm trying to say. The way you're talking about it, you, you uh, your interpretation is that to you, it doesn't truly become supernatural, I guess, until the third act or something. I would have liked it then? Yeah. Almost. I, w- I would have preferred if it turned out not to be supernatural, if there was an explanation for everything, a preservation. But for again, for my for my hopes for this film – we would have needed additional characters or the killing would have had to come back to, to Tommy. And that wasn't his character from the onset. It would have had to have been him being the reveal of the killer or, or something like that. It would have had to have been something crazy because he's, you know, all of a sudden identifying, you know, the Pete grows up North and this is from this region and this is that and understanding everything simply because he's the one who's been, you know, killing women and burying them. It, it would have to be a completely different film. I just felt, it jarred from when it went full supernatural from the minute they set her on fire, even though that's a really awesome scene, the yeah. way it engulfs the room. Yeah. But I just felt like after that, I just kind of was like, eh, all right, this isn't as good as the first half. And then I don't know, just wow. I really wish I get what you're saying where, you know, he, then they would have arrested him. But I really wish the, the, the ghost of Tommy didn't freak out Austin and kill him at the end. I just felt like that was just kind of like cheesy at the end. I like the, the girlfriend getting killed. 
I would have loved for that to have been explained as some sort of like hysteria oh, going great. on. Yeah. And I love her, by the oh. way. She's such a she's such a good actress, and she's yeah. Just... There was some sort of hysteria going on. No, I'm talking oh. like uh, you know, like. I, I like know where grounded, you're going. grounded in reality, you know, like a like a genuine hysteria. That wasn't really hysteria. That was them being haunted. Yeah, she was fucking okay. with them, and that's yeah. all we need. She she invented that fucking that voice, which oh, it was done so well. When 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 they're there, it, it, what the hell were they saying? Open up, open up, and he's saying open up, open up, and all that. Oh, yeah. And then he starts fuck. singing the the song that keeps playing on the radio. Oh yeah, the yeah, that's yeah, creepy. That's that, yeah, and then how that plays at the end as well. Oh. I want to talk about that song. Do you guys remember? <laughs> this is what's happened with me in this fucking song. Now, <laughs> the first time I saw this movie, I thought that that song was forced. There was another movie that came out shortly before that. Like, oh, they're trying to do one of these. At this point, I don't feel that way anymore. It's not a complaint. But do you guys remember when the Flintstones sang that song? Preferably, uh, it was Pebbles and Bam Bam. That's what that fucking song is. I remember. I do remember that. I knew it came from somewhere, and I, I used to be a big Flintstones watcher when I was a kid. So yeah, I took, the, I took the vitamins. No, no, no. Listen, man, this is a great thing. Now I'm what? Do you okay? Do you guys? I, I always remember this song, but it, it was like it's, obviously it's been years since I've seen it. There was a, you know that other song, um, Aquarius. You know, this is the dawning of the okay that okay. It's so I started listening Aquarius. to Aquarius. In in the at this certain point in my life, I started taking in everything that was fucking that that type of music, everything from the late sixties, any hippie type shit. You know what I mean? And this was like in my early twenties and shit. So I remember listening to that song Aquarius, and at the end they go into the spiel, "Let the sun shine." You know what I'm talking about? Let the sun shine in. So I remember hearing that song at that age, saying, "I think that fucking Pebbles and Bam Bam sang this song." Now, I was only partially right. The lyrics were familiar, but it wasn't that. Back then, there was no Google or YouTube or anything for me to look it up. So I'm just going by memory. I'm just like, why does this remind me of Pebbles and Bam Bam? But but it does. So now, now years later, I'm watching this movie, and this song comes on. Open up your heart and let the sun shine. So I'm watching this movie, and I say to my wife, I go, do you remember when Pebbles and Bam Bam sang this song? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, listen, I'm telling you. I was getting it confused with the the Aquarius song, but this was the fucking song that Pebbles because I clearly remember them in, in my fucking in my mind. I remember is this like, when they formed the uh, band. Bam Bam has drums or something. The funny part is no, it's when they were babies. So they were babies and they were actually singing this song. Right. And the fucked up part is, the lyrics are all the same. They talk about the only thing they change is little girl to little kids. They talk about the fucking devil and how I hate him. And this is the fucking Flintstones. How fucked up is that? <laughs> Brandon doesn't seem to think it's that fucked up. <laughs> I guess not. I don't. I'm just amazed at how you remember these things. Well, how could you not? How could you forget that Pebbles and Bam Bam singing a song? How you could I forget a cartoon from 30 years ago? I can't remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> so now I'm watching the movie, and I say, I'm telling you, I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put it in the computer. Um, Pebbles and Bam Bam, open up the, the, the sun, and let the, whatever the hell it, open up your heart, let the sun shine in. And sure enough, the picture comes up. I go, see, I told you. So then I go down the rabbit hole, <laughs> and they have the fucking, they have the video. So <laughs> you got to see this shit. It's ridiculous it, because it's m- mostly the uh, the lyrics, you know. It's uh, oh, Pebbles and Bam Bam. <laughs> I thought I should have had this all pulled up. I'm sorry. I thought I did, but I um, I don't. 
Pebbles and Bam Bam, open up your heart. <laughs> and here's the funny part. They, the show could, at the end of the show, for a few years, they played this during the credits. They played fucking, they showed this little video. But look at this shit. Wait till you see him playing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How fucked up that they that they sang that song in a cartoon, you know? Pebbles Cart- and that's not, the, that's not where it originated, though. It from before then. It, it did originate. The song was written like that thing was from a. Uh, 1965. Here it is. Open up your heart and let the sun shine in. It was a 1960. Oh no, that, that that's the Aquarius song. So and it, it's okay. It was published in 1954. Cowboy Church Sunday School sang it. Yeah. And Sounds like yes, a, like like God into my like God into me. Yes. It, it is sunshine. It is. Yep. It's God. It's light. Brandon was singing so, it all, all, all every day. So it was 1954. <laughs> there is the most famous recording of this song was created for Baby Boomers and featured Pebbles and Bam Bam on the Flintstones, No Biz Like Showbiz, which aired September 17, 1965. Yeah, it's fucked up. Although they went on to form a rock band in the 70s, they never approached the classic heights of this early childhood tune. <laughs> it's crazy, though. But I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, that's fucking Pebbles and Bam Bam, which I figure they changed the lyrics. But they didn't. You heard them. They're singing about the devil and hating them. I'm like, what the? How the fuck did someone think to put that in a Flintstones card? <laughs> I, well, I guess it was no different than it just being like a Sunday, you know, Sunday church song. Song, excuse me. Yeah, but in the Flintstones, Pebbles and Bam Bam. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? It's out of place, don't you think? The guy drives with his fucking feet. Does anything surprise you in that show? <laughs> well, anyway, I just we lost Brandon. I love that. That's what I love about this. He doesn't care about Pebbles and Bam Bam. I guess that's okay. I know some people out there are like, "Hey, it's you know, that's kind of cool news." I think, but yeah, we lost Brandon. Sorry, B. Oh no, I'm I'm no, I'm sorry. I'm just reading some of my notes. Who the hell is Ward Lamont? <laughs> I wrote that down because somebody is Ward Lamont. He, he made the configuration. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's at the end. It's at the end. That's why I wrote it down. Ward Lamont. Maybe he's somebody that got killed. I don't at know. The end. The, the moat. Yeah, I think the sheriff said it when they came in. They were talking. You know, I got to get to Ward Lamont or something. When you know, when the uh, the other police officer, the woman, she's like, "There's no signs of forced entry." Right. That was cool, and that made me think at the beginning that you know, obviously, the, the person involved with the crime was inside the house they knew that person so what happened to you dave are you there yeah i'm changing my background back oh okay <laughs> but uh you know in in the end like i mean we see where it goes but I, I don't know the the whole the whole idea of you know the shroud in her stomach and, and the uh the symbol drawn on the inside of the skin i, I doesn't make any sense to me i don't get it it blows me away. That's the one image from this film that I always think about when I think about this movie is when they open her. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I'm with you, man. 
cool. And I don't get it. But w- what does it all mean? Did somebody perform that? To, like, why is yeah. it? It's who, the same who? stuff. It's the same stuff that's on the shroud. Remember, they they get the shroud out, and it's the the tooth is in it, and they and they fold it over, and it says uh, when it happens. Like, how does it actually get onto the inside of her flesh? No. Yeah. Her yeah, flesh no, I hear you. Who performed this ritual? Why is she mad that someone's trying to help her? I get that it's rotting her, but it's like it's like she's screwed either way. They're not trying to help her. She no no no. See. No, they're 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 trying to help. They don't realize they're hurting her, but they're trying to help her by yeah. so, by solve her murder. But they they don't realize that by cutting her open, it's hurting her. She's feeling the pain because technically she's undead or not de- or never dead at all. She's sort of in this sort of stasis. Well, yeah, they're just doing their job. You act as if they're fucking a couple of good citizens saying there's a dead person. We've got to figure out. We got to. Well, no, 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 but as it progresses, at the end they are totally yeah. trying to help her. They go back into the room to finish this to help her. After they're I'll in the, yeah, I mean that's okay. totally one hundred percent their motive by then, yeah. but uh, this was something to combat what was going on. Remember these crazy zealots that are fucking putting all these people to death. Well, though maybe they weren't so crazy because this is a real witch. Probably they're going through all kind all kinds of motions. They're cutting somebody open. They're fucking drying them out. They're doing this, and they probably believe that this is just a vessel and they can't really destroy it. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna they're, they're able to cut her completely open. You know what I mean? Unfold her body. You know, clean it off, and then put all this fucking imagery in it to keep her, you know, like I said, at bay. So she, because they can't destroy her, so they're probably trying to find out one more way to do it, and that's why they do it. And I just love the imagery so much that I don't overanalyze it, but I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, I can't. I can, yeah, because if if that's supposed to contain it, then how the hell is she killing everyone? And what, how the hell is work. she? Keep, how the hell is she keep ending up in these different locations? No, no, I don't think it is different locations. I think that she was she was put in that peat moss in that in that thing underneath that house, and the people at that first house were doing some renovations or something or other. Nice, and they opened it up, and when they opened it up, they see her, and then that led to the destruction of them. And now, yeah, that could be because they talk about the uh, the worker Alvarez, the third guy who got killed, that he was there. In fact, they blame him for the murder. (laughs) It's so racist. (laughs) Like, oh, it's the Mexican. JP but that's it. how I took it. I, I, I had to go to the end to like, because my wife and I and daughter, we were talking about this. How did this happen? Why? In the beginning. And there was a point in the movie where we were wondering if, because my wife hadn't seen it, of course. So she's coming up. She's speculating. She's like, I think that her, her lungs are charred from the inside because of the first person that we saw was a burned body. Maybe somehow they were trying to save her and they put those lungs from him into her. And then, then, then it got me thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, are those other corpses in in their in their morgue right now, what happened to those people that they found in the house? And I go, well, one of them had a smashed face. They said, you know, one of them tried to blow their head off, and they showed those things, right? Mm-hmm. But I, but I go, I don't remember there being a fire, so that I don't think that makes sense. So we had to go back to the beginning and see if there was no, a there, fire. There, there was one guy who was burned. No, there was. We, we specific. No, you're missing my point. In the fucking morgue, yes, and that's what that's what her idea was. But she was saying. Did these people come from the house in the beginning? Oh, no, the no, no, no. These are the dead people. Maybe they were trying to do something, and there's a connection. Like, she no. killed them, so something about her long... Yeah, I know that now, but yeah. at the time, I was like, isn't it odd that what happened to those bodies? How come those bodies didn't show up on their slabs? I mean, I don't know how it works. Maybe yeah, they that was to- another weird thing. Like, the, I mean, they were never taken to the, uh, to the morgue, yet they rushed her because... 
he needed a COD right away for her because I think that's what it, it didn't is. Make, it didn't make sense because she looked perfectly preserved. But uh, Christian, you weren't mad with the little Flanaganism with the woman with the sewn mouth opening up her mouth really wide. <laughs> Every is, time I that see- was, you're right. But he didn't direct it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I did like it. I like it. It, was, it doesn't bother me. That that was this creepy scene. You know, um, B. Let me go back to something you said about the investigation and them trying to figure it out. Um, they don't give a fuck. Their job is to just determine cause of death. They're not going to go start looking at all kinds of witchcraft stuff and everything else. And you know what I mean? You said you wanted more background on how and why and what the ceremony is and all the stuff with witches earlier in the film. They wouldn't have been concerned with that. No, They're no, I, I, know, determine... I know that. I know that. Right, so who else could? But, you know it, I mean? it, but for what it turned into, there needed to be more investigation. It didn't necessarily need to be them. It just needed to be a bigger movie for this self-contained movie. This grand Salem witch thing just doesn't work for me. It just feels rushed and uh, wow, incomplete. Hmm. That's interesting. See, I, I to me, it's perfect. Anything else would have been unnecessary from where I sit. Just same thing with the conversation later on when they're talking about the mother. And we don't know what happens. All I can guess is that she got sick and she kept it inside and didn't tell him she was sick because he said she's walking around in all that pain and nobody knew it. You know, I got enough in that scene. I, I love when I see that in movies. When I... When I'm put into a, a real people's life, let's say it was a movie based on us or whatever, us and our family and the way we're going to discuss things, that we don't have to spell out every fucking thing for the viewer to get it. We, we get enough of it in their conversation. I love when it's like that and I don't get all the details because I'm like, you know what? You don't have to bother me with the details. This is real life. People get sick. This happens. Obviously, the guy has some guilt, but that's all I need to know. Exactly. I don't need to know. Oh, I, I love movies like that. I don't and want that, the explanation. And again, I guess it just depends on the on the movie because I say this is what I find when we're discussing things will be what ends up making us like or dislike a film. And obviously, although Brandon has even used the words that was an amazing scene in the movie, he overall didn't like the film. Whereas there, if there's enough amazingness in it, I guess we usually, you know, you'll you'll lean further. But the fact that you even will acknowledge that there is amazing scenes in it is good. I, I always say that sometimes I don't need to be spoon fed or I don't want too much story all the time. There's just got to be enough there to keep things going. And I think that's exactly, this is a perfect example of where mood, uh, good acting, good location, good, good filming technique and enough of a good story that it, it, it just is perfect for me. In, yeah, in I think people are a huge fan of this film because it starts off very, very, um, very tame. There's sort of an explanation for everything with everything they discover as, as they're going along through the autopsy process, which is really cool. And then all of a sudden it turns into uh, nothing you've seen is real. It's batshit. It's a fucking witch. And here's supernatural haunting murder chaos mayhem and and people love that whereas i was so Mm. into the explanation of them finding this oh this makes sense maybe it had to do with human trafficking and they're they're discovering all these things that are grounded in reality and i'm like oh this is cool this could turn into just like a dark sinister serial killer film maybe he's the killer i mean i I, i've obviously seen this before so i know that's not the case but still yeah but yeah so like i'm like okay this is this is going to be so much more terrifying to me if if it's got a logical explanation behind it. 
I'm not saying well, what here, they did with it is bad. I just feel like what they did with it is underdeveloped because they went for such a grand idea. I mean, they did well with it for for this smaller film, but you know, if you're gonna do that, I need like I guess like a you know another twenty minutes more characters outside the uh, outside characters you know researching you know sort of like uh like a Francis Matthias in Lords of Salem perfect right. example like like that, that. like he, a little he, bit of investigation going on to explain some stuff yeah he was Mr. Pull along pull along the plot uh, Mr. Yeah. Information dump I get however, that but I however, also yeah. see yeah. Uh, listen yeah. I also see this I don't I think it's supernatural from the beginning because when they see that she has broken wrists and broken ankles and all this shit, and then they find out the lungs, right away you know this could never happen. And they keep saying, they go, how come her body on the outside isn't showing any damage? How could you have a broken this and a broken that? And how could all this be going on? And it, it, right off the bat to me, it speaks supernatural. I think if, if you take a novice fucking uh, viewer of horror or anything, and you show them this, and right away they see that one scene with the with the broken bone in the ankle when, when they're moving it around and you don't see any cuts. Her flesh is perfect on the outside. You see nothing. To me, right off the bat, this is like, well, this isn't normal. How how is this even possible? And then the the vaginal stuff when they go in there and they it's all cut up and they see nothing. So I think to me there's there's zero guesswork that this is supernatural right from jump. That's how I that that's what makes sense to me. You don't see it that way really. I mean, I, I get how you see it that way, yeah. But uh, for me, I was like, I'm hoping there's a there's an explanation because they're coming up with all these explanations for every little thing except for that. So I yeah, see but, how that's leading to the supernatural. But at the same time, couldn't you just eventually discover one more reason why why it makes sense, why it's grounded in science instead of religious fanaticism? Interesting. Yeah, I, again, I guess it just comes down to... I don't more. hate this film. I, I've never hated this film. I just... No, uh, I, I, I... You know, this... I had the same feeling about this movie as I did The Void. And then the second time I watched The Void, it blew me away. I guess I just wasn't in the right frame of mind. This time, with this one, though, it just stayed the same. I just... I see so much more potential in this film. For what I want. I, I mean, I don't know if... It, it's weird. It's weird to critique a film that way, but that happens to me a lot where I see an idea that I would have liked better. Not that what I they did that. is we not all that, that what yeah, not that what they did is bad. Just man, I really wish it had turned out this way. Same thing with Better Watch Out. As much as I talk about oh, I hate that film, I I don't really hate it in terms of my rating. I just see see a much better film in there and I just didn't like the way it progressed. Same thing with Tragedy Girls, same thing with with certain films. They all wind up falling into like the same area at the end of the day though yeah i think we yeah, all do that yeah but that's exactly what i was saying earlier i think that that's what differentiates what and why are you know the opinions of where you end up falling from your like or dislike of a film yeah and, that, and that's okay but it sounds like you you really enjoyed certain aspects like it wasn't like a, a disdain or or dislike of the movie throughout it was almost like no you, no you liked everything until Sort of like the and, end. And you know what? It's not even like, I don't even think it's like flawed from a story standpoint. Yeah, I say it feels incomplete and rushed, but you know, it is what it is. But from a technical standpoint, I like you talked about, it, I love, I love the look of, of the morgue. I love the fact they talk about expanding it. I love the look of the hallways yeah. when it starts to get haunted. That stuff is really cool. You know, hearing mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the tow bell, uh, thing, hearing the story about that. I actually knew that because they, that's where the expression saved by the bell came from 
when they used to bury people with bells on because they couldn't tell if they were dead. That's where oh. the, that expression comes from, saved by the bell. Just like oh. Screech's career. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. But, uh, I always thought, it, wow. But, I, but, you know, it's just like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, you know, just a little underwhelmed every time the credits roll. Interesting. Yeah, I, I keep coming up on it. I keep liking it more every and time. more. And... The two times you watch yeah, it. Yeah, I do. Three times <laughs> I watch it. Each <laughs> time I've come up. The cast is great, though. The cast is terrific. The cast is great. Oh, I gotta, I gotta tell you one thing though. How about that cat scene? Holy fuck! That. Ah, fucking... uh, poor Stanley. Dude, we're watching this movie. Of course, everybody in my house has become cat people, but you know, before that, we never were. You know, but now we are. So we're watching the movie, and, and they and they find the cat, and the, this is what's fucked up. We're watching it, and we see him come out, and as soon as we see the cat's reaction. All three of us are like, oh, this. And then my <laughs> wife, and then the way he's holding it, literally, and I forget how, how it ends because my memory is shit, you know? So I'm watching it, and then literally my wife says, hold on, I have it written down because it fucking, <laughs> hold on. Oh, what the hell did she say? Oh, she goes, she goes, well, she goes, he's not going to twist his neck. <laughs> he fucking <laughs> twists his neck, and we all oh. I go, why didn't you think he was going to twist his neck? I, the fact that she even thought about that. And she goes, well, I figured he, he was going to inject something in him because he's of his job or, or something like that. You know what I mean? You and know, then even when they threw him in the incinerator, yeah. they were crying about that. She's right. Crying. They were like, oh. Dude, she's actually right. I thought the no, same thing. I thought, to, I thought to himself, he's got to have some drugs. He can inject the cat. The cat will go right to sleep and, and die peacefully. I don't know, I don't know necessarily that... <laughs> but I, I didn't think he wasn't gonna twist the neck. I thought once he starts putting his hand up, I'm like, oh, he's just twisting the neck. <laughs> yeah, she said, it, and then it happened. And the noise again with the fucking sound design, with the anything with bones. Yeah, a lot of crunching up. in this. In but the original, so in the original script, somebody punched Stanley's tooth out. Because <laughs> 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 Lloyd Christmas shows up and he starts making fun of Lloyd's hair. <laughs> Stanley Tucci. I was thinking the exact same thing, Stanley Toothy. Stanley <laughs> Toothy. <laughs> nice. wait, 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 what am I not getting here? I don't know. You it's said Stanley. something, and then like I thought Stanley Tucci because of the way you said it. So then Dave said Stanley yeah. Tucci. I'm like, how the hell was he on the exact same thing? So you said something that got us thinking. Because he said Stanley's tooth. Oh. Oh, Stanley's. <laughs> So when he said Stanley's tooth, I thought Stanley Tucci, you know? No, oh, I was thinking, I was like, Lloyd Christmas? Like, what the hell? Stanley Tucci? Like, I don't know. What Lloyd Christmas beats Stanley Tucci. Yes. <laughs> Here's something I like also in this movie when they're with the stuff with the radio and how it's like prophetic to what's going on. Yeah. She's giving them warnings. And yeah. of course, at the end of it all, that the reveal at the end about how it's their fourth sunny day in a row is fucking brilliant because then you see the power she has. And but all this stuff with the radio, they they were saying things like, um, uh, you don't want to go forward, you don't want to continue on in this, you don't want to. Then it says this one's going to be a bigger deal than we're led to believe. And every time they do it, it's at the perfect point in their autopsy, almost as if she's warning them. She's yeah. saying. Stop what you're doing now, and then this yeah. is going to be a bigger deal than you think, and that's when the door opens. I was like, well fucking played. See, I didn't notice that the first two times. Yeah, you're not going anywhere at yes. one point. Yeah. Don't plan on going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And, and he tried to get out of it. The kid, Austin's trying to stop it, and he wants to continue on. Once we start something, we finish it. And maybe if they would have stopped, who knows what would have happened. But All the more reason why I was like... I mean, I hope this turns out the first time anyway. I hope this turns out that it's paranoia or they're exposed to something and it just it's still grounded in reality. 
Boston How about B the again? bone, though? Remember the bone cuts him and everything that happens there? At that point, you had to know fucking it's supernatural. As soon as he gets cut by that bone and his reaction, how it just progresses. And then you start seeing the stuff on his stomach, and he just progressively gets worse from that cut. At that point, you have to know it's it's supernatural. Well, the the body thing he was attacked was from him being attacked in the shower. The body thing was him being attacked by the entity in the shower who had her eyes. He's like she she it had its it had her eyes. I know eyes. that, but yeah. I'm saying that was a result of him getting scratched from her bone. As soon as that happened, everything it progressively got worse. It was like body horror. Oh, it I didn't think I didn't cut. think so. I thought he just had a really bad cut, and then he got attacked when he went to clean it, and that's when things got oh, worse. Oh no. I, I, I as soon as he got the cut, it was because the cut came from her bone. That would never happen. You could, it was bleeding way too much. I'm sure that's never happened to him. It just so happened to be her bone. It was I, bleeding I, from his hand. I I imagine you can cut yourself on someone's bone. You think they just did that for no reason? I don't. Know. I think they did that to get him into the bathroom to clean up this nasty wound and for him to be attacked. Yeah, that's huh. the way I saw it. Interesting. And I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention, so I can't side on either. One, <laughs> I was no, I was looking to see if this who played Jane Doe because she did phenomenal too. Because boy, I was boy. looking for any type of movement or whatever. Not looking, but you, you just kind of suspected like they must have, they must have you done something licking, here. You were licking the screen. That's what you were doing. Oh, she she was beautiful too. Gorgeous. Oh my li- god. He was licking her titties with his toothless oh. mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had a tooth when I watched this. But what a performance. I was all man at that point. (laughs) (laughs) But just think about the making of this movie. This poor girl is on this slab in front of these people and a room full of people the entire time. That's not easy to do. You know what I mean? If I looked like her, I would do it for every movie. I'd be like, make 40 autopsy movies. I'll be Jane Doe. She'll be in the Life Force (laughs) remake. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, she, they should do it, and she should be in it. You're right. Wow. That was a good. That was a horror fan joke, not for you two fucking slubs. I love Life Force. Okay, that's, that's I, a, I, I was about to agree with you. That'd be oh. a perfect casting. So yeah, stunning. I, I, I love you two guys. <laughs> I've never even seen Life Force, but I'm willing to. T- I know what it's about. You know, got the most gorgeous naked woman in the world. So I've heard. So I've heard. Every time I think of Life Force, I think of that movie Cocoon. I don't know why. For some reason, I always picture that scene cocoon. when they, which I always hate in that movie, when the old men are fucking, they crack the fucking cocoon open when they're in the pool and it opens up and that thing comes out and the way it looks. For some reason, maybe I saw a trailer when I was a kid and something from that reminded me of something they show in Life Force. I don't know, but I always mix up, not mix up, but I always associate Life Force with Cocoon. You watch, next time you watch Life Force, you're going to be like, where the hell's Brian Dennehy? Where the hell is, um, <laughs> what's his name from Police Academy? Wolfer, oh, I don't know. I just, I just think about Wolfer Brimley being, oh, Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg, the Goot. Where's, yeah. where's the Goot? He's not in Life Force. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Christian's, Christian's like, wrap this up. <laughs> I was like that 10 minutes up. ago. <laughs> okay. The smoke scene is fucking awesome when they're going through the smoke, all that shit. And everything that's coming out at him, that's like zombie craziness. That stuff is great. Everything with the Emma scene is mint. Everything with the when they're when they're trapped in the in the elevator and how oh, scary yeah. it is, how it's executed, and of course the payoff, probably the best scene in the whole. Just that whole thing was great. So, um, you know, I, we we do have to wrap this, this interview up. You're right. Interview with Jane Doe. So Jane, what do you think <laughs> of the movie? <laughs> uh. I. Just for Brandon's facial reaction right now, it was all worth it. <laughs> it looks like you have her body hanging in your basement. <laughs> <That's> what... <laughs> Maybe he does. <laughs> he wishes he does. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so my brother had a dream once, and in this dream, it was when we were living at my mother's house. Um, he went into the basement, and I had two girls. I was ta- I was keeping these two girls chained up, and one was up here, you know, like uh, chained up to the top, and they were oh, naked. And he he went down the stairs, and he saw these two girls chained up, naked. And then <laughs> one of them turned around and looked at him, and he said, "Hey, how'd you like to fuck me up the ass?" <laughs> <laughs> I just always thought that was a funny dream that he had. And, and then you wake up. Don't you hate that when you wake up? You're like, I didn't even have a chance to answer. <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, I'll just come out. It, it, for me, it's a full head explosion. I'm right there with you. Full head explosion. It was the first time, it, and it's the second time. I'm not there with you. It's a mild rumble for me. Mild rumble. This Ooh, down to a, what the fuck? Well, Derek, you tried... And it was unsuccessful. You, you tried to, to, to flip B on the positives, but it didn't work. But thank you anyway. We we had a great time with it. Yeah, I did. So, thank it's you. hard to change B's mind. It really is. It's hard to change. What are you talking about? You change, they changed my mind on The Void. Oh, True. Just just last week or yeah. four weeks ago, whenever the hell we did it. <laughs> I'm so just last, last episode. show. Yeah. Was it last show? Okay, we've, we've been yes. recording so much, I can't remember what we're doing anymore. Why don't you focus less on the images and focus more on being a good podcaster? Yeah, <laughs> Overrated. Well, while we're doing nothing, I'll, I'll, I'm going to give a shout out since we're not reviewing yet because she's got to figure out his background, which is no, respect. Okay, we're going to give a shout out. Well, we got to talk about Heather and Scott, Friday Nightmares. HP? Because, yeah, man. And SC? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> got to love them. They just said a whole bunch of great stuff on their last episode. Or maybe not by the time this comes out. Not that, but either it doesn't matter. One of their episodes, they said really good stuff about uh, the Patreons and what we do and sign up and, you know, just – and on top of that, I want to put the show over anyway just because I think it's one of the better shows out there now, and it's new. And, I want to put it over my knee. <laughs> Give it a nice spanking. Not only is it one of my new – my favorite shows now, new favorite shows – uh, Heather and Scott are some of my new favorite people in the absolutely uh, agree yes. 100%. And Heather and I, except we share a common enemy, and his name is Cyrus Remus. Who's that? I don't know. Never heard of him. You you know him, Cyrus. Wait a second, uh, Cyrus, Cyrus? Cyrus Remus. I'll look him up, but not right now. Yes, <laughs> but anyway, thank you'll, you guys. You'll again. figure it out one day. Anyway, no, Heather and Scott are both awesome. And that's what I think even makes their show great too, because they they are great. Their enthusiasm for horror is great, and uh, Heather's got to stop. She's she's on every show though, though. She's like the female uh, uh, Venom. She's hopping around. She's having fun. <laughs> she's, <Yeah. laughs> she's hopping around. She's on. Oh, this kid's whacking his head. She's on quarantine. So Would she you stop touching your damn mic? I know. I know. I'm in this fucking mic. <laughs> Only thing is, my damn mic shows up even when I got this thing on. But what are you gonna do? Don't your heads right back in here. <laughs> on a, what is it? Swinging on a pencil? Swinging on a... I don't know. Well, we, we can... He's not even paying attention. I'm not. Nope. Sorry. Not. I wanted him to do it. We only know. had a short... We may as well just bullshit now. We only have a... Yeah, we got to take a little <laughs> break soon. So we'll, let's bullshit. Let's bullshit for a few. We I'd have the drawing, the, but... We can't I, do the drawing? I could try. I kind of did it like half ass So, but I mean, there, I'm going to put in a number between one and one set 177 to get the, to get the winner. And we're going to give away some stuff. I got some shit here. We're not giving away one fucking movie or no bullshit like that. We're giving away at least a movie, maybe two, something else, some things. 
No, it's going to be a, a package worth. You know what I mean? There's going to be a, a couple different things is there. It your pa- so. Is it Junior? Is it that package? <laughs> it's the Junior package. Not exactly. I do have to download the randomizer. See, I did all this <laughs> last minute, of course. This guy. I said, the, I know, I know. We need a randomizer, though. And I, I don't keep things in my computer, uh, in my phone, because it drains the battery. So I don't have a, a lot of things opened. So, But what I did was this. Somebody was higher up. Let's say uh, the top level is is a six because there's six different levels. So somebody, if you're if you're number six, you get six votes. If you're uh, uh, the second best level, you get five, all the way down to you know number one. So th- that's how it's decided. Anyway, it's going to be between one and one seventy seven. Then that's going to be the hard part to figure out whose numbers who. But I do have everything in order, so who they are from the top to the bottom. But I'm going to put in one and one seventy seven. And let's see what comes up, and they're going to win something. Generate. Let's see. What's it say? I hit my mic again. <laughs> this fucking guy knocked down four teeth already on his mic. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> oh, shit. It's 168. Actually, that's going to make it easier. because That I can is count... going to make it easier. I can count from the back. So let's see. If I don't get the tricks, do you think I still could be in the movie? Yes. Yes, we can't do without you, buddy. So there's nothing we can do. You have to be in the movie. Okay, so 168. So 177 minus 168 is 9. Ryan Schwartz, you are the winner. May the Schwartz be with you. Yes. <laughs> so there you what are. What does he win? What does he win? Well, i got to have to look at all the <laughs> stuff I have. But I know I know, I got a, some Blu-ray. I got a DVD. I got some other uh, promotional things, some other stuff. Fuck. But... Hopefully, when he gets in, he'll, uh, he'll he'll post a picture, or I can post a picture before I send it to, so people know. But you know, I got stuff here, man. I got stuff in the, in that room. I got stuff over there in, in that closet. So I'm I'm just will probably probably me alone. I'll be able to have like three giveaways total with stuff I have here. So want, and there are going to be one by tooth. <laughs> How about that? We forgot to mention that autopsy of Jane Doe. She lost one tooth and it was inside the freaking shroud thing, and you lost a tooth. <laughs> wow, oh, that's fucked up. It is fucked up. The, these coincidences. I love witches. Happen. I love witches. Oh, I love witches. Except for too. the craft. I love witches. Hmm. Yep. Witches Were you doing a, a draw there, broccoli sprout? What happened? I knocked my mic over. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. He was making fun of this guy for bumping into his mic, and now he does it. See? <laughs> <laughs> Instant karma's gonna get you. Yeah, yep. no, I got. I had a million things going on. I was getting a phone call. I was talking to my dad, and uh, then I knocked my mic over, and I'm like, "Fuck!" And you know me, my OCD. Now I gotta get it just right. This fucking guy. Is Lords of Salem gonna be better than Autopsy of Jane Doe? That's the question. That's the question. The and so wait, you're not doing a drawing, Brian? Brandon? Why did I think he said he was doing one? <laughs> Who's doing a drawing? Me? Did he I say that we're doing two? I said I was going to do a drawing of you, toothless, and oh. send it to someone. <laughs> so oh, it was a bad joke. I thought he said yeah. that. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a toothless picture if you mail it out to a... Uh, like, wait, stay right there. <laughs> See, I thought the same thing. I thought Brandon said, I'm going to do a drawing too. That's what I thought he said. I'm like, oh, really? What's this? Yeah, my jokes are not landing this week. I thought I, I thought I made that joke earlier. You did. You did actually make the joke earlier. I remembered to laugh how, now. I remembered how awful it was. <laughs> oh shit! Unbelievable. Well, 
I guess we'll be back to do uh, the autopsy. Oh, wait, the Lords of Salem. <laughs> the autopsy of Salem. <laughs> the Lords of Jane Doe. <laughs> Next, we'll be back to do the autopsy of exploding heads because this is the episode where it died. Yeah. <laughs> Let it die now. Oh, man. Holy shit. Don't get me started. I'm just getting warmed up. Lords of Salem, folks. Your face is what? It's cold out, man. It was alien and snowing here. It's fucking May. I know. It's outside for a half hour. Well, I'll tell you what. Quit fucking complaining. People are complaining. Not you guys. I'm just saying. People are complaining online, like friends of mine and shit on Facebook and all that shit. Buffalo people. Oh, it's raining and raining. It's snowing. May. It's cold. This year's bad enough. And now this. I'm saying, hey, asshole, you're in fucking quarantine. You shouldn't be going outside and doing if any year. If you want any year to fucking be miserable during spring and summer, this should be the year you want it to, since you're not going out doing your normal shit anyway. You know what I mean? True. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's, it's good timing. Next year, hopefully, and all, if all this is gone, then let's hope May is beautiful, and then people can go out and do things. So If it's well, not gone by next year, we'll be on episode like 400 by then. <laughs> and people are assholes. <laughs> the second it gets a little nice out... They're out strolling around like there's nothing to worry about, these fucking yep. bricks. So I, I, I hear you. But it's gold. It's these fucking bricks. Yeah. You really turned into dice. Like you're just you're just you're just fully dice now. You don't even realize. Sorry, it. I don't even realize fully it. Dice. He's diced out. I did watch the Adventures of Ford Fairline, Private Parts. It's whatever. Private Parts is a fantastic comedy. The Adventures of Ford Fairline is overlooked. Because a lot of people think it was lazy and he only played himself, but that's a funny fucking movie, man. What about the adventures of Ford Fairlane? Yeah. What did I say? <laughs> I noticed that too. What did Both I say? Times. Both times he called it Ford Fairlane. <laughs> Ford Fairlane, sorry. The Fair German the, the German version is the adventures of Ford Fraulein. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, it's gold. Every I episode love... you have yeah, to just slightly something. mispronounce a word and David and I are gonna pronounce oh. it. Yeah, like fucking, fucking dice over here. He is. He's 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 getting more as, as times go on. He's becoming more and more dice like. You know what he is? He's fucking. He's loaded dice. <laughs> loaded dice. What does that mean? Loaded. You never heard of loaded dice? Oh, like I'm hot to like to roll or what? I don't know. What is loaded dice? Oh no 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 no. B. You know what loaded dice are? I'm the cock of the walk. Lo- I know what loaded <laughs> dice are. Yeah. What are they, B? Aren't they like they're um they've been rigged? Correct. Loaded. Yeah, so you could cheat. You could cheat with them. They put a weight in them. Yeah. Okay. Now that you've explained it, yeah, I've heard the term before. Okay. All right. I was gonna say, what the fuck? Who am I working with here? They 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 never hear nothing. Fucking cock <laughs> of the walk, top of the pops. Fucking how many things do we have to go? People people waiting on the group page. They were even saying that. Yeah, fuck I don't them. Understand. <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is. Some people, regardless of their age and their location, it's it's a weird thing. Some people know exactly what I'm talking about, and then some other people say, "You know what? No, I, I never heard of, of a certain phrase." So it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I'm with the I'm with the others. <laughs> I'm with the others too, because I've yeah. asked people older if they've heard of some of these expressions that you say, and they're like, "Never heard that in my entire life." What? And they're like 70, 80 years old. That's I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Isn't it odd? Some people know and some yeah. different ages and shit. Wow. Yeah. You know what they say? Bed is the poor man's opera. Bed is the poor man's opera. Never heard of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. That I did that intentionally. I looked up a really old saying a few days ago to just intentionally fuck with you guys because you guys are always doing it to me. So I pulled out the old one. What have I done? Oh, Dave, Dave. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. You already schooled me today on Saved by the Bell. I didn't know it had something to do with a fucking a dough. Yeah, it had you know to do I mean? with, the, with the bells around the dead people. I think they used to bury them with, like, little bells outside, strings going out, and uh, See, if they were alive. Back to fucking this again? Jesus Christ. I get that. Well, the thing is, I thought Saved by the Bell was something that had to do with school, and not because of the show. Not because of the show. Don't laugh. I'm just saying, it's all right. a, a teacher would ask you like a tough question in class or something, or something would be going on in class, and then the bell would ring, and then you would you didn't have to answer or you yeah. could move on to the. And I oh oh, saved by the bell. That's an or <laughs> that's, no 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 boxing. No, no. Stop boxing. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yes, saved by the bell. That's definitely boxing. Holy fuck. Nah, saved by the bell goes back to ancient times. But I think it fits best in, well, yeah, I guess not. I guess life and death are a boxing match. Yeah. All right. (laughs) I guess that is the most important save by the bell there is, is if it's on your toe. So we went from toe bell to toe tags, basically. Toe bells. Right? Tobin Bell. Yeah. (laughs) I can tell C really wants to get into the next one. Saved by the Tobin Bell. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess I'll, I'll just. Read the, uh, since he looks like he's ready to quit. Quit! All right. Lords of Salem, 2012, written and directed by Rob Zombie. Heidi, a radio DJ, is sent a box containing a record, a gift from the Lords. The sounds within the grooves trigger flashbacks of her town's violent past. Is Heidi going mad, or are the Lords back to take revenge on Salem, Massachusetts? Okay, I'll say this right now. All three movies we're talking about tonight, I'm quite fond of all three. Same, same with me. Okay, now two out of three for me. Okay, if I give uh, the good here now, good. Okay, if we're giving it a number rating, this one is not the highest number rating of the night. Matter of fact, it's probably the lowest. However, I enjoy sitting down and watching this more than the other two. I get more personal enjoyment out of it, and it's been that way since the first time I've seen it. It just, it's just my kind of movie, and I get a little bit excited. When it's when it's time to sit down and watch it, well, so. it's probably because of the uh, the influence of The Shining, in the sense of like this is coming right Again. from uh, <laughs> Zombie's mouth. He said that he wanted that feeling, a Kubrick feeling, like The Shining, like you're going on the journey with her. Uh, and it's Kubrickian. The indeed. <laughs> and if I think Zombie gets a bad rap, I know that like you guys weren't as fond of more so B than D, a Three from Hell. 31, you guys weren't fond of. I like both of those. But Three I think. From it, Hell is hot garbage. Fuck off. But if, they, yeah. if you take out. And I go, I know there's Halloween fans out there too. Rob Zombie's Halloween, I mean. But if you took those two movies out and you went from House of a Thousand Corpses to The Devil's Rejects to Lords of Salem. Yeah. I, I think he would be talked about in much higher regard than he is now. I. I agree wholeheartedly, and that that is part of that's a big part of my disdain for Thirty One and Three from Hell to a degree because of what I saw in this particular movie. Everything else was a huge step down. Production value, the time that was spent, everything about it visually is so much better than anything that's followed. That's what it is to me. This, and I'll get this is I know this is a little controversial because people don't like it, but I think his best looking movies worked in a row halloween 2 and this from a technical standpoint i love the way they looked 
I thought he was soaring as far as you know now h2 it's it's a weird you know i'm the narrative is, is kind of fucked up that that's obvious yeah, it's not for everybody i get that but the style of filmmaking like his his vision if you will for h2 and this where he was going i this is when i was really at, at my height with with how much i really appreciated him and to see what he did after that run-of-the-mill things like 31 and three from hell to me it just it was such a drop off that it hasn't been the same since. See, yeah, and I, I don't, I don't feel the same. I mean, there's it's a drop off from this film and from Devils and House, but I mean, I still hold those. I think I came in at like sevens or for those movies or or, or so. Yeah. And, well, and and Brandon, you could be yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, <laughs> your credibility flushed down the toilet. Last I, honest, review. <laughs> I honestly think Three from Hell is one of the worst movies of the last decade. I can't. I, I, truly I don't, do. I don't I, understand I, why. I just I think it's awful. It. I think it's such a drop off. This film, I will say this: this is, I think, his best film in terms of toning down his characters mm-hmm. and telling a very coherent, simple story while still having the Rob Zombie stamp in terms of like the nightmarish images and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's a very coherent, understandable story and. It's one of my favorite Rob Zombie, and I like Rob Co- Zombie. Coherent is relative, I think. I mean, don't get me wrong; I love I love the movie, but I just said I, I I think it gets a little batshit near the end as well, a little bit too. I don't Wait, think you can explain everything. I honestly feel like I could explain everything. There's one question I'm going to have when we get into the you know into the deep dive about you know one thing showing up in one place, but other than that, I feel like I have a grasp on it for someone who uses a lot of nightmarish imagery and you know what the hell is going on and stuff like that. I thought it was pretty simple to follow. And, I think people be blowing this movie much like they blow a movie like fucking what was that one that came out last which? year? Hagazuza. Hagazuza. Okay, yeah. this is definitely this is on the same level. Of that. This is way better than Hagazuza. I, I agree. Yeah. I'm talking about just technically people like that 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 whacked out visual shit and stuff like that. I think that any this is definitely better, and the reason there's disdain is not necessarily because it's Rob Zombie. Because if you replace his wife, which, by the way, I thought Sherry was just fine in this role. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. This is her best people, role. This is her best role to me. Yes, I, I think. Okay, I think we're all in agreement there. But I think that people have such. It's a Rob Zombie film, so it has that Rob Zombie feeling solely because of her. If you take her out of the movie and replace her with fucking, I don't know, Angela Bettis or Lauren Ashley Carter or somebody, a different actress in this role, I think it would be better, well received. I just think that. Yeah. People don't like her, and they go, oh, of course, it's a Rob Zombie movie. It's got to have some Rob Zombie stamp people, in it. So people, unfair, be... people unfairly hate on her, because I don't think she's a I bad agree. actress. I just think I don't either. that the, the, she's playing the parts the way she's told to play the parts. Sometimes they come off annoying and ridiculous, you know, in, in, in some of the films, but she's only doing what she's told. I actually, this shows that I think she has some, uh, some depth to her acting, actually. I agree. And I made this comparison before. Everybody blows fucking, and I, and I love her too, but everybody uh, blows Asia Argento. Every, nobody says a bit, well, okay, since there was that little controversy with that thing, but I mean, from uh, as an actress, the standpoint before that, nobody ever said, oh, she just has jobs because of her father. She's a fucking horrible actress. But people never say that. People always yeah, said, true. oh, I like her, I like her, I like her. Now, this girl here, who's also a pretty girl and everything else, she... Do you, you're going to sit there and tell me that fucking Asia is a, is a better fucking actress for certain than fucking Sherry Moon Zombie? I, I don't see it. The no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's bullshit that she gets so much hate. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
I agree. Yeah, and I think I, I think we all do. I think we're all on the same page. Yeah. I've never been a, a, a Sherry Moon hater by any means. So I agree. I, and that, that, that's exactly it. And that's why I think the downfall is, um, I guess you have to look. And again, I'm not even, I don't really, I, maybe when I first saw Halloween, I disliked it. But I've grown to appreciate it a little bit more over the years. It's not my favorite. H2, I think, is better as we did when we did the, the whole series. But again, I actually probably the biggest zombie fan here only because I actually appreciate 31 and 3 from Hell as well. Yeah, so I guess overall, you are. I think I actually appreciate yeah. his whole filmography more so than the there two you of go. you. There you have it. It's Johnny, weird. It, it, yeah, I was going to say weird. it's weird because 31 I don't like, but at least it's, you know, it it looks like a Rob Zombie. 3 from Hell just it looks so amateurish. Well, I think it's, he was playing around with what budget he had to make said movie. We, we're not talking about that movie, but I, I was all on board, and I've watched it three times now, and it, I've enjoyed it every time. I was known as the zombie guy for years by some people. I loved all this stuff, but I had to be honest. When a movie came out I didn't like, when 31 came out, I was very disappointed. And I said, well, that's that. And then when 3 from Hell came out, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. Didn't like it. It's the same thing with, like, Saw. I was a huge fan of the Saw series. Matter of fact, what was it, my huge. number two or my number three? Huge, huge, yeah. Ooge. Okay. <laughs> However, with the last two movies, that's dropped a little bit. I, I wasn't. I did the fucking borderline hate the, the 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 part seven, whatever the fuck it was. And and Jigsaw was just okay. It was just there. I, I don't don't hate it, don't love it. But it, those last two movies didn't do anything to elevate the series. If anything, they 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 brought it down because I, I was high up. On, on one through six, but I mean, I know it's it's irrelevant, but I'm just saying, I have to be true to the game. I can't just watch something and say, "Well, you know what I mean." Be just true because to the I game, gotta be, just because I love everything that preceded it. Guess what? I gotta call a spade a spade. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna gonna be waving the flag anymore if I think they've dropped off. And Rob Zombie's here's the complaint about this movie that I noticed last night. It's not a complaint; it's just it's a negative, I guess. But it's like I noticed that there are. Because he toned it down, he doesn't have those white trash characters and all that other stuff. They don't have a lot to say aside from, um, you know, the guy investigating and, and the three witches, the, the sisters. There's really when there's when it comes time for like real meaningful dialogue, like at certain moments, like when she's at home hanging out with Whitey and they're playing the music and they're just having these right. Oh, I tell him that he should replace his rug and oh, dead air, what dead hair? And then they're just like dancing. What was that? <laughs> they're just very. Nothing is going on in those scenes. They're just there to fill time and to, to show that they have a relationship, but there's no meaningful dialogue. And I noticed that a few times in this movie that mm. I think he's incapable of writing friendly dialogue between two normal people. Because there's, if you watch that scene, yeah. there's, very, yeah. there's very little said. It's like watching Friday the 13th, part one. Happy anniversary. But I mean, it's like there's, there's very little dialogue said they're playing monopoly and he's playing there's nothing going on in that department and that's that's my critique about him he can't do it so he just kind of took it easy in those scenes i i agree he probably does have issues writing that kind of stuff but i think that the the acting is is well enough where you can pick up on the things being said in their silence you know whitey's love and concern for heidi and what she's been through and obviously when she, you know, relapses and starts smoking crack again, you know, so I think I think there's enough there in the acting to at least, you know, I'm here for you. I love you. I'm just going to 
be there. And I kind of like that. You know, and the, dead uh, hair. That it, dead hair joke is funny. See, I feel like yeah. they were trying to establish or at least show that they had some sort of relationship, like sexual relationship in the past. That's what's come through for me. So I feel like there is meaning there in what's not yeah. said and them dancing around the topics. I Like, that's how I took it. I mean, yeah, when she puts him on the couch and he's like, the couch, really? The couch, really? Yeah, yeah I get I that. Mean, I mean, and there's, I like... yeah, and, and that's it. And then even when she has that first bad day, when uh, this is before she sort of relapses, um, Ken Foray's character is like all, mad. all pissed off because he can see it. He feels like she's already relapsed and whatever. So, there for me there is enough. It's definitely its quietest film, yeah, uh, of all of them. Uh, but it works, and I think that I think yeah, because it's focused on story and it actually gives you answers and stuff, and and you have an investigative character that drives the uh, the story along, and uh, it's to me, so it's with one of my with, with the investigative character, excuse me, and with everything else that they've done, then doesn't it kind of shit on some of the thought process that this could be an allegory or her relapsing and her drug addiction and everything taking over as what's happening in the film. I'm not saying that that's what it is. I, I take things very literally a lot of times. So I, I'm taking it as we're seeing what's happening and, and this is witches and this is evil and everything else. But there is an argument to be said that it could be in her mind and in or, or a product of relapse. Yeah, that would definitely drug. hurt it. That would definitely having his character and it would definitely hurt it. As, as that's why I say I don't think I, I see it like that. Sorry, Brandon, but I, that's why. No, I'm I with you. I, I see it quite literally also. Okay. You know, I the, do too. The, the descendants of uh, of the witches are, you know, seeking revenge on the, the bloodlines of those who persecuted them. Well, then you can't have, like, maybe you can because it's still the history of Salem, but I think that whole opening then of, of setup, which is great, I'm just saying that negates or, or works against the whole drug addiction theory as well. It does, but I think the drug addiction theory is just, uh, I don't know, you know, yeah, I don't know. She does say a really cool line. When I watched it uh, again last night, or not last night, the other night, which was, uh, she says, uh, when she thinks someone's at number five down the hall, Yeah. Mm-hmm. she just says, I'm here living in number two. And I thought maybe, <laughs> I ran into that, like she goes, I'm here living in shit. <laughs> oh, my life is shit. Wow! <laughs> I just a side note. It was kind of funny. I'm like, I wonder if they did that on purpose. Maybe <laughs> it, sa- it sounds like they might have actually. I'm oh, here living cool. in number two. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Here's something I never noticed until last night's viewing. Isn't it odd that there are no other tenants in this place but her? <laughs> I mean, we know that five has not been rented out, and she says that apartment's a dog. I can't rent it out. So you would think that she had a flourishing. You know, a, st- a thing going on here, and the- we never see any other tenants. Maybe yeah. it's just a budgetary thing, but it just occurred to me last time. I'm like, well, is she yeah. just here to watch over her? She just happens to be here. Where are the other tenants? You know? So, yeah. Again, not a critique, just something that I found a little odd, and it, it never registered till last night. It just it happens. Sometimes. Well, yeah, because they do. She does make that reference to five being unrentable. Yeah. And so where is three and four? Right. Weird, isn't it? I mean, they, they mean nothing to the story, but when it would have been kind of cool to 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 maybe see them in one scene. Sure, absolutely, anything. And there's, like I said, there's last... some... sorry, Dave, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. No, no. I I I believe there was some re-editing to this as well, and and some jigging, 
but from my understanding, none, nothing like really super alternative showed up on like the Blu-ray or anything like that. I don't have the Blu-ray of this. I'm I I watched this on Shutter that they just shit on last episode. <laughs> or last last review. Last review. Yeah, yeah. yeah, last review. Uh, I have the Blu-ray. I think that I think that I've I've watched the uh, what do you call it the commentary with him because I always do, but I can't recall. I know there's nothing behind the scenes. I don't think anything like that. But again, I'd have steel, to look. I have the steel book of it. It was super cheap. It's like twelve bucks for the steel book, oh, wow. and I love it. It's wow. one of my favorite steel books. It just looks so cool. And, and so does the 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 Blu-ray I have is that lenticular cover. It's really yeah. cool. It's like 3D. You see her and the stuff in the background. It's done really well. And I, of course, I got it when I first came. When I first saw this movie, it was my favorite movie of that year. I loved it. I've watched. I constantly watched it when I when it first came to Blu-ray. And my wife was almost to the point that she was, you know, sick of hearing it. You know what I mean? She's like, again, that soundtrack, that record, the music from that. I I I, I, I listened to that. <laughs> I love drive. I think it's really cool. I do too. <laughs> I like it too. The only thing that I question that's kind of funny is like they get all the tickets for the concert. Like, who, who's gonna go see a concert of this? It's like a thirty second record. Like, what? Are, you're gonna go and <laughs> yeah, exactly. the same people that well, buy the, the tickets for the guy that they're interviewing at the beginning. That looks like he's from Lords of Chaos. Funny enough. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And did you notice that at the end at the show they're all social distancing? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're all like eight seats of art well that they are but this is i can't answer that question they got the ticket sent to them because of the obvious reason yeah. this is really a concert and the and we see the other females that are, that are the descendants of the people that you know put down um, what, what her name is margaret and, and the other six witches put down their coven so this is just a revenge tale and every time they hear the song on the radio you know, they freeze and they, they go through what they do. So the only people that are going to want to go to that concert are the people that hear that song on that station and yeah, are drawn and are affected to it. by it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's why only, at the it, end there's like 20 people there because, but it's... Yeah, it's all the descendants. Yeah. And they even I like it, how the women, like, they go nuts. They just sort of like freeze naked like that. And uh, cool. did, Am I crazy or did I see Barbara Crampton? No, she's... So. I've read that she's in it. I saw her. Yeah. She's one She's one of the Frozen women. She yep. plays... Yeah, she... Okay. I'm not nuts. She's in it for like a second. You just see her face. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. I will. While you guys are talking, I'll, I didn't confirm it, but now that you said that, like I thought the same thing and I write it in someone's review that, oh, okay. that, um, was, if I was it's not her, it out, exactly like her. Literally the scene where the record's playing, they're showing like the woman about to get into the shower. She's naked. She's frozen. They're showing another woman in her apartment. Then they show another woman and it's Barbara Crampton. And she's also just like frozen, just staring there. She must have like done them a favor, just be like, you know. How did I not pick up just, on that? It's literally like two seconds. Yeah, I I know the scenes when they show the freezing. The one girl's yeah. working at the restaurant. The other yeah. girl's about to get in the shower. Yeah. Virginia the Cable. One... There's a longer scene with her at the beginning, I believe, and that's what got trimmed out. I what, uh, that's what I was reading. If there was alternative footage, and supposedly mm. she played a bigger role, so did Sig Haig, and they they said that it didn't make sense. The more they try to explain things, the more it made it more convoluted. So they tr they trimmed it back. They said they scaled back. Yeah. Um, I think this was from Rob Zombie's interview on Bloody Disgusting back at okay. the time of filmmaking, is where I got this inf information from. So, but it was um, it's interesting because yeah, you, they don't really make much of a big deal of that. And that's the reason why I guess there was more to her. Wow. Well, it's interesting. The only show. Uh... Sid Haig and Michael Berryman for a hot minute. I didn't even in the see Sid Haig. I, I saw wow. Michael Berryman. I saw Michael Berryman for a sec. I didn't even see Sid Haig. 
Wow, yeah, they're, they're both doing the same thing. One's on one side, one's on the other. They take her out of that Iron Maiden type thing, whatever the hell it is, that cage, and yeah. then they put her in the other thing and they strap her down, and then they, they put the mask on her face and they burn her. That they're just there. That's cool. That. The, you know the images of of Margaret Morgan like just hiding in random spots in her apartment. Yes. Also, also the image of the Iron Maiden just swinging there. Swinging. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god! And when she goes into like uh, number five, oh. oh, gorgeous. I love well, it. The music. The, the look about is great. The music, yeah. like you just said, Dave, is great. Everything complements one another. But what do you? What's your? I'm here. No, I'm waiting for your what's, butt. You're gonna say it. Oh no no. Oh, I no. bet you're going to complain about that. I haven't shaped it in a while. No, okay. oh, no, no. I don't even care about demon, uh, yeah, turkey-based uh, devil. He looks whatever. like a rotisserie chicken. Yeah. You ever had to get a rotisserie chicken <laughs> and pull the wings? His legs, his arms look like the fucking, the wings of a rotisserie chicken. Well, if you saw the back, it said Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> is, he, is he supposed to represent the baby who wants to be reborn? I think he's impregnating her, and I think that's what it is because oh, if I, you look at her hands, it looks like she's. Is it he the devil? I thought he's the. De- I thought he's the child that she's going to birth. I don't think so. I think I think he is is another is another form of Satan. The first one we see is yeah. the big beast when the she big, walks in the bedroom. Who, that's who I thought was Satan. The right. big the big hairy beast. But I don't think he impregnates straight up. I think that the, he because she's holding those two long things that come out. I guess you could say they're umbilical cords. So I guess you could think yeah, that. that's what. But that's I always what I took thinking. it. But look at what she's holding. It looks like they're fucking two cockheads. It looks like she's holding two dildos, and they're shaking. So I took it as double dongs, and that, that it was an impregnation. <laughs> shaking, not stirred. <laughs> double dongs. <laughs> That's how Dave takes his double dongs. <laughs> yeah, I got shish kebabbed. Right. <laughs> That's what I, I don't know. That just seems to me because of the shape of them. It looks like she's holding two cocks. So I'm like, well, okay. Well, why not? There's, there's a lot of cock imagery, and that's what the the uh, the masturbating dildoed priests and oh, yeah. the no face priests and and the, the priest that literally tries to make him go down on her in the dream. Oh man, that's a go good down scene. on him. Sorry, that's a good scene. Just <laughs> see that scene is so good because of the representation. Because what happens right before that is she's being called to Christ. Right, she goes into that room, the red room. You know, and she sees the red cross, so she's holding out her hands okay. to Christ almost. But then the devil's lurking behind her, and there he is. You know that that be- that beast. Then the next day, she's walking, and I guess she has this in her mind. She's walking her dog, and then she goes, "Well, I'm going to see if maybe I-, I can go back to religion or go to religion, and maybe that can help me in the situation I'm in." Because this is before she goes into the drugs. She's doing yeah. her thing, and then she goes in, and what happens? They're they're more powerful than that. They fuck with her, where she actually believes. That even you know the good, yeah. the army of Jesus is is you know what I mean. They're the trying to fuck with her too. The army of Jesus. That was one I will say one time where I don't know what it is because I I like her in this movie. Like I said, never had an issue with her. But when she's holding her arms up, she's got this look. It almost looks like she. It almost looks like they they filmed it a hundred times and they're like Sherry, come on, literally, you, you have your arms up, and she looks like she's just like. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. It, it, I noticed it. This view, I'm like, she looks so bored here. I don't know why that took me out, but for whatever reason, it bothered me for a split second. The scene's not very long, so it's not a big deal. But there's you a can't, lot. Of... You can't get entranced. You got bored. <laughs> that was it. She was entranced, but it looked like boredom. But there's a lot of those scenes which are uh, cuber- uh, like Cubert. Cubert. <laughs> Cubert. <laughs> I'm cubic. <laughs> Kubrick, <laughs> Kubrick. It's Kubertian. 
<laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. Uh, where, like, it's just long, lingering shots going down the hallway, and they're, they all work. Like, there are going to be people that find this movie dreadfully boring and dull. And and I, I personally don't see that. I find that there's a there's enough going on here, but you got to let the movie bring you in, take you in, if you will. It's it's a mesmerizing experience, and if you don't let that happen, I could see you being very bored with it. It's a very see- vis- it's a very visual film. This is true, but which, which but shouldn't story, turn people off, but it does. No, it shouldn't, but because the story's there. The story. People there. complain they, about the third act only. People say they like it until it turns into a a music video in the third act. That's that's the common complaint that I hear people that don't like it say. And that's uh, they're fine. only saying that because Rob Zombie directed it. If this wasn't Rob yeah. Zombie directing it. There'd be no comparison to a music video. They say the same thing about House of a Thousand Corpses. It's one long music video. That's what people always say. That that's yeah, my, that don't my like biggest Rob critique Zom- with that was those like. The, the negative inserts, which we talked about when we covered that that, that film, but I don't see it here. I, I I find it this is a very his most controlled film. I still think I like The Devil's Rejects better, but I'm just saying this is his most controlled film. I feel like he he knew what he wanted, and and again, if you read the interview, he says there's there's stuff on the screen that, that when I still watch the film to this day are exactly how I envisioned it, and other things that are not. Not nearly what I was expecting because he was giving a, a Jason Blum budget, which was very smaller comparatively to what he had before. He had to work within it, which meant cutting back. So they said they were changing things last minute. And I respect that. When you could change things and kind of work on the fly, that's where the creative juices get flowing. And a movie could start going up or it could start going down like that. And for some reason, this one continues to go up. Like I think nice. him working like that, it it works in the movie's favor. Yeah. It's... The only thing I was really confused about. So Reverend Horthorne is the leader of the, you know, the, the witch hunters and stuff like that. Why is the music written in Reverend Hawthorne's diary? Because he says at the beginning as he's writing it, that it's haunting. He goes, there, there's something and it's driving him mad, literally, the fucking music. And he keeps hearing it. He keeps hearing it. And it, she said, it's driving me mad or something like that. It's making me insane. And it's it's constantly, this music's constantly playing. So I interpret it as it's in his head so fucking bad. It's, he's fucking him up so bad that either A, they are making him write that down so that maybe someday that they're, you know, the witches are putting their plan. This is going to be discovered. Somebody's going to play it in this area and we're going to get our, it's going to help aid our revenge. Or he just wanted to get it out on paper because he was so obsessed with it in his fucking head. It was making him sick. Either either way, it would be an effect of the witches because that would be how the descendants got it and were able to recreate it and send it out. Yep. All right. I accept that. I like that. You know what I just thought of right now as, as as you were talking, Brandon, and asking that question and Dave was explaining, I was just thinking back in the movie too, and isn't it, maybe they put that guy at the beginning, because why would that guy be there? Because it doesn't look like, it looks like it, it's a small, not a small town, but smallish town. Everybody seems to listen to this radio show uh, with these three shock jocks, but where I'm going with it is it's not a, a usual guest to have on. So obviously Rob Zombie put him in as a guest. I'm talking about um, well, I can't even think of his name. The guy who looks like Lords of Chaos again. Yeah, I, okay. That, I can't remember musician. his name for the life of me. But that musician. Do you think he put him in there saying like he's kind of like a false, false evil, false prophet? Yeah, Here he is absolutely. at the beginning pretending he's got the facade of evil and whatever, but it's all just a facade. It's all an act. And what then what the end, she personifies actual evil. And, and there's a, a, a actual evil comes into play. 
It's three yeah. sweet old ladies who turn out to be evil, not this guy who looks like he's about to slaughter like a herd of lambs. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. This is true. Yeah. yeah. But I think you might be onto something. It's like, okay, this this is what people think of when they think of evil, but really this is how it's played. It's it, it's under the covers. It's and not maybe, fucking out, and, out, out for you to see. Maybe it's, it's, atta- like it's attack uh, on critics as well because let's, like he's he's dressed, obviously, he, he's... I remember being at a, a competition and they were playing... Um, Rob Zombie came on and it was uh, one of one of the songs. I I, I, I think it was uh, not more human than human, but uh, Dracula, de- Demon Speeding, I think. And I remember one of the moms going, "What the hell is this crap?" Meanwhile, I'm like, "I love this. This is awesome. Thank God." It was just playing in between in between numbers. But where I'm going with it is like you get that mainstream response of like, "This is just garbage. Uh, this guy is fucking a devil worshiper. He's a piece of shit. He's evil." Like everybody, Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, they've all gotten that alice cooper they've only gotten it so maybe that's his way because they're not really treating that guest with respect either they're kind of they're making fun of him as well like oh my it's like well, it's i like was conceived i was conceived to this music and my mom it's like the, in chucky it's like in chucky right. when chucky right. exposes that goth guy who acts like he's a devil worshiper it turns out he's just like a school nerd who just dresses up remember he rips <laughs> out his nipple ring and then suffocates him yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think it might be like a and it, like, kind of a, a fight back to critics of uh, that you know viewed Rob Zombie like that as well. But I also think he's using him as just saying, "Hey, look, it's an act. It's not. I'm not really personified evil." And then you're right. And then it ends up being these sweet old ladies that are are actual evil. They're great. They're, they are great. Uh, Molly, not Molly, Sunny, Megan, and Lacey. Yeah. Yeah, they're all and they're all really good actresses. They all do, <laughs> do their Meg, job well. Meg, Megan's really funny. She is great, man. She's she's kind of the highlight because she takes it so damn seriously. Oh man, when she talks about kids to Francis. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's a waste of time. And then she's yeah. like, I love when she goes when they when they when when Whitey calls her house. Or no, no, when Hawthorne calls her house and he's looking for her, or is it Whitey? Either way, she answers the phone and she goes, "She's not here." And he goes, "So dreadfully rude yeah. to be calling at this hour anyway." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I fucking so, love it. So prim and proper. <laughs> yeah, so dreadfully rude. But then, and then when she's giving her that thing and she's talking about the fucking um, um, your loins and all that stuff, and she says there's a difference between fate and um, destiny. Destiny. Yeah. yeah. She, and then she's like, it's cool. She's like, the darkness in your soul, the only reason you exist. She's talking about her conceiving the baby, which is fucking great, man. Oh, it is. You know? No, she's really there's, hard. There, there's not yeah. enough baby okay. spitting in this either, right? <laughs> think, about think, the, think, yeah, think about the parents. Think about the parents of that baby. Like, oh my god, what did we just do? We allowed these actors to spit on our baby. Oh, it must have been like a. It was like a, yeah, it was like a little doll at that point or it's something. Animatronic. Looks, yeah. Oh, I saw it. It was a real fake. baby. It was screaming. It was the same no, baby they used in a, a Serbian film. Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> fake, fake baby. Yes. No, that was a real baby in Serbian film. <laughs> yeah. I was just, that baby. <laughs> My ass is still sore. <laughs> oh, f- oh, here's something funny. The first time we saw this movie, me and my brother and my buddy Scott, we went to the movies to see this. We, uh, we're, you know, we were big fans of uh, Rob Zombie since he came out, and we went to see this. It was a limited engagement, and we went the night, and we and you know, you guys remember that one scene where um, the door opens up to five, and all of a sudden you see all these rats running down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The guy that was in front of us got up and left in that scene and never came back. 
For some reason, those rats put him over the edge. That's when he gave up. He's like, well, ah. you know what's really funny that you mentioned the rats again in, in, in either that same interview or something else that I read. Someone said that why did you CG the rats? And oh, Rob Zombie was G- like, I said those were real rats. Yeah, no shit, they were real rats. Well, and someone thought they were CG'd, which I thought was bizarre because they didn't look remotely CG'd. But speaking of so, CG, it's the way they just... scurry so fast. It kind of it can it can look a little CG. Huh. Yeah, I didn't pick on that at all. But there was this one scene in Jane Doe when the cat looked and it made uh when it, it, it wasn't a hiss, it made a I think it just made a meow at Jane Doe when when she was there. And for yeah. some reason, the way its mouth looked, I thought it was CG, but no but neither my wife or daughter agree with me. I don't think they just CG'd that cat in that one scene. They said, No, I looked real. I said, Stanley, okay. he gets meaner by the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we go from uh, from a cat to rats in this one. Cataract. Cataracts. I got cataracts. Cataract. <laughs> I can't see. I got cataracts. <laughs> oh, and she, and that guy was walking a goat. She was out walking her dog, and then she came right before yeah. she went into the thing. And the guy, a masked guy, which, by the way, there's masked people through this whole movie. They're on the TV when she's watching TV. They're, uh, she has the pictures in her in her house. Uh, in her apartment of, of the guys with the mask, and then those real mask guys that every time I see them, they remind me of a, a Fulci movie, though the presentation of them. And that's my only complaint about this movie is that one scene when they show up, and I don't know if that really happened or it's a dream. And it's when she goes and sees Whitey and explains what's going on, and that song's driving me crazy. And then she starts, she coughs and she bleeds, and then yeah. he calls nine one one. Then they come out. And, and they put their finger on him, and he, he gets the eyes, and he passes out. Next yeah. thing you know, she wakes up in bed. That is the only confusing scene. The end, I don't need, any, I don't need anyone to explain the end to me, as ridiculous as that sounds. But that scene there, I, I, that's the only thing. I, I, did that really happen, and he brought her back home? Or was that entire? Long, I took it as one long dream sequence. I, I think you're right. But that's, that's the only thing I was always like a little bit yeah. confused with. Trivia question. What was oh. the goat's name in real life? Uh, white, oh no, white, black Philip, Whitey Ford, noodles, <laughs> <laughs> noodles, huh? Noodles, <laughs> noodles, the goat. Okay, how about that goat? I love that part in the beginning when all that stuff's going on. And do you guys see that one girl looks like Meg Tilly from fucking Psycho 2? Because I ever, I, I had to look it up the first time I saw it, but she'd be the same age, so but when that girl's yelling with the dark hair, she's one of the witches in the beginning, oh, yeah. she looks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Spot on, like Meg Tilly. I, I thought that I was her. I'm gonna have to go. I know who you're talking about. I didn't think it at the time, right. but sounds like her, looks like her. It's obviously not. Norman. She's still... Was that? She yelled Norman too. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> that was the name of the goat. Yeah. Norman and Noodles. <laughs> Why the goat? Why not the pig? <laughs> How about when she says that to that guy? I love that. Why the goat? Why not the pig? For no reason. <laughs> And then he says, God is the unholy pig. He's fucking great, that guy. That guy is funny. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, but yeah, how about that scene later on when, when uh, when what's his name, Bruce Davison's character comes to the house oh, God. with the witches? I fucking love that scene. Are you trying oh. to fuck her brain? <laughs> his Why reaction you- is good, though. I think he does a great job. And again, I think... There is an elevation of of, uh, the movie with his character. It's almost like he's intrigued by it, which is what's taking him down there. It's not like anything 
crazy, but then he realizes he's in over his head, especially when he gets a couple of pots bashed against him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's on to this this big yeah. grand uh, design that the witches have. I don't even think he's aware that there are witches. I think he just thought it's a cool fact that he found out she's related to Hawthorne. He's like, I'm gonna share this with her. Yeah, but he was mad. He was mad when he found out. So there is some belief there. Because when he finds out, he's like, fuck me, he says. He's upset about it. He's, he, he looks for a reason. He wants to know what's going on here. I thought there was so, more to his wife when I when I first watched this movie. Like, I thought there was another scene with his wife for some reason. I don't know why I thought that. But there's more. I wish they expanded on more and how the music was affecting all the women in the area. Well, she doesn't count. Remember, they they specifically yeah, say, is she from here? She's like, she's Lithuanian. So it wouldn't affect okay. her. Okay. So that's why she's playing it and she's, you know what I mean? And I do love their relationship, by the way. It's, it makes you like them more. I think she's Venezuelan. What yeah, I say? Lithu- Lithuanian? Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Whatever it was. <laughs> Two Venezuelan. Totally, totally different areas of the world. They both end in an N. What can I tell you? <laughs> it's like COVID and David. I'm trying to find another ID, you know? Oh, <laughs> Madrid. American. David from Madrid has gotten COVID, you know? <laughs> this is the only ID. <laughs> While he was reading The Wizard of Id. <laughs> Did you ever see The Wizard of Id, that comic? <laughs> no? I think so. But okay. but the women in the town, they don't join the coven at the end. No, they're the sacrifices. They're, dead. they're killed. They're, 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 they're all the naked ladies. Okay. All the yeah, naked. Yeah. All the naked ladies. All the naked ladies. All the naked ladies. All the naked ladies. Yeah, they want to kill them. They're descendants of the people that killed them. But the ultimate frontery is fucking that she is Hawthorne's grandchild. So not only is she going to fucking get killed, she's going to birth the Antichrist just to just to piss off fucking, you know, what Hawthorne was trying to do to begin with. So thank God they all listen to this radio show. (laughs) A small town in Salem, you know, that's a small town, a small radio station in Salem. So it makes sense. Although they do worship her at the end, like she's like the Madonna. They got that, that look on their face. They're all happy to see her. Well, she's carrying their savior. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, and that song, yeah. uh, All Tomorrow's Parties, that fucking song. And what should the poor girl wear? I love this movie made me discover the fucking Velvet Underground because they have the other song earlier. Yeah. Um, Natural Born Killers didn't make you do that because they have the no, Sweet Jane it, cover. And and I no, always that's lo- cowboy yeah. junkies. I know, but it's an original. It's it's originally Velvet Underground. Okay, Are you talking well, about Venus and Furs? Venus and Furs is fucking great. Yeah, yeah, that song. That's earlier on in the movie. They're playing it on vinyl, and then later on at the end, as we were just talking about, that's all tomorrow's parties. So there's two Velvet Underground songs on this, and the, I loved them both. And that's when I discovered. That's when I got into the Velvet Underground. So I got this movie. To thank for that, because I do, they do have some good music, man. I don't know yeah. how I missed, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I always thought the, I always thought the little creature reaching out to her. I only think it was like the child because the arms look very similar to when they, when she finally does give birth, and, and they take the creature out. Maybe I don't know. He's but, just like uh, a fucking lobster or something. He reminds me. Yeah, of that. that. Well, that, that that's what it is. It almost looked like that little turkey had like lobster arms. That's how it almost looked like to me. Oh, they, should, they cut out like they cut they out the little, little chicken wings. Yeah, the rotisserie chicken. Well, that, that was the problem. The end scene, and I'm glad they kind of took this out, was another, was her giving birth, and it was just a big fucking turkey that came out of her. It was bizarre. So they, they, <laughs> they, they, they cut it right out. <laughs> and they used the turkey baster yeah. to fucking to, to impregnate her with. <laughs> they got it from Don't Breathe. <laughs> and then Dave came said, out and said, your father's turning over in his gravy. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then Rob Zombie popped that went, and then the movie ended. Just a big <laughs> wink to the crowd. And that oh. was it. That's why it wasn't well received upon initial release. <laughs> it also it was weird because it was Rob Zombie film, but it didn't play in two thousand plus theaters. It played in like I think something like they said like three hundred or four hundred theaters. It was a much yeah, smaller much. release. Yep. This was the beginning of that. This one in 31 and the three from hell. They were all, they were in and out, which I'm surprised this one should have, I don't know. I just think it's so much better than those other two that I, I, it should have played larger, I thought. But I guess well, it's it not better. for everyone. So she be, you think uh, she's with the coven now at the end? No, she's dead and that's the end of it. That's just fucking. You think she's dead? Yeah. Why would she join the coven? You don't just fucking join up for her because she's the mother of Satan. She's fully given oh, into the dark side. You're taking and, the Rosemary's Baby approach, but her eyes are fucking all whited out. She's like a whole other thing now. But they never Maybe. find her. But they never I find think her. She, I, I think that's it. They I thought she was anybody. transcended into this No, they happy find the place. dead bodies of all the women. The mass suicide. My mistake. My mistake. Yeah. Hmm. I was with Brandon on really that. Like, I thought I she was... Really like I thought, yeah, I thought that was it. I thought she was Either in a better way. place and with and, and happy. Wait a minute. Wait, why is she happy? Hold on. Let me say it again. I think she's in a better place. She's happy, but... But because of what Brandon said, now she's like the mother of, uh, like the mother of Satan in the sense, and she will be. And, and I think it is a, a Rosemary's Baby nod at the end. And there. it makes and it makes more sense with the things you guys were bringing up earlier with with the reaching out to religion and you know almost like the witch, you know, reaching out to right. the goodness and being denied, even though True. in this case it's by the you know the power of evil all along, and she ultimately embraces the dark side. Embrace the dark side. I just think it's sad. Adawan. I just think it's a sad story. There's moments in this film where you're just you just feel so bad for her. when Whitey comes to visit her and he's like, "What the hell's going on here?" And he's trying to get on. She goes, "No, just go without me." And their relationship and everything. He's trying to help her, and then how she goes back into the drugs and everything else. It's just a really, really sad story. And at the end, I don't know if it's a happy ending or not. But I but that thing at the end, they show her playing with the dog. I always took that as this was a tragic story, and we're flashing back to one time in her life when she was happy. She loved yeah. the dog. They were outside playing. It's a flashback. I've heard people like watch this movie and they take that scene literally saying, oh, so is this what became of her? I, I never, since the first that, time I no, saw that. absolutely not. It's just yeah. like the end of Devil's Rejects when they're all getting gunned down and they're flashing back to when they're all joking around. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Those jovial fucking scenes before, which is funny that we see those guys having fun considering who they are, but <laughs> whatever. That's what I, I never took that as she went on to this, but maybe she did. Maybe she went on to something. That she's in the coven. I don't know. I guess you just don't think about that. I hope Troy's okay wherever wherever he is. Yeah, good old Troy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Maybe that's why they don't have many people in the apartments because dogs are allowed in the apartment and smoking. So I don't know. <laughs> Not Troy, Troy was smoking crack. You got dogs smoking crack in this apartment. <laughs> How about the, the, the bleeding the bleeding picture the bleeding painting? Oh, cool. I love that. Yeah. Yes. There's a see, lot I of great see, little I, scenes like that. There, little I segments. See, I see Argeno, I see fucking Kubrick, and I see, it reminds me of The Exorcist, the scenes of her just walking around with the leaves, much like when we see her walking around in The Exorcist, uh, Reagan's mother. I always think of that, the way the town looks and everything. That cathedral scene, though, is so cool, when she's walking up the stairs and you could see, like, the creature in the back. You could see him, like, standing there, like, far away. You can't quite make him out, but you could see him. Really haunting. That's great, man. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. It's crazy. It's but it's also sad. But there's lots of stuff. Lots of stuff going. It's, it's definitely you know the odd movie when you look at his you know his body of work. It stands out as, as being different than the rest. I wish he did more stuff like this. I really do. But, yeah, as do I. Yeah. yeah. This is 
this is one of my favorite films of his. This and Devil's Rejects, top two, easily. Nice. Well, what are we going to do here? I'm going to say it's a full head explosion again. Same here, full head explosion. Yeah, and it is for me as well. And again, that's based on, on the rating in case uh, anybody's pissed off that we went to head ratings. That means it's uh, 8.5 or above. Yep, correct. I don't think it's worthy of a nomination to Hall, but I but when it when there, when it is, I'll say so. You know? Yeah, look, I, I'll tell you this: if you tripled my score, it wouldn't make it. So, but me too, me too. That that's how I yeah yeah <laughs> that's how so, I look at it. You're yeah. right. That's cool. That's the, yeah. Nominate if you triple your score and it makes it, or if you think the other two gave a ten. <laughs> right. Well, that, that that was from John Rhodes, by the way. So thank you. And any thank any you, reason to watch? Yeah, any reason to watch this movie. Is great. And did you guys happen to read that John Rhodes at one time recently wrote a, started a Madman remake script? And I emailed man. it to you guys. Yeah. With yeah. John Hamm? Guys... With John Hamm. No. No. Yeah. Not that joke again. <laughs> no. Not that joke. Not again. <laughs> it sucks no. that uh, he reached out to the... Because you know those filmmakers are not going to be able to get... They're not going to make it or whatever. And now he's got this script that he put dormant because these filmmakers think they're going to remake it and uh it may be, it's probably too little too late for that considering it it got a little notch of love because of a re-release of blu-ray or something else or it was streaming on prime but i don't think we're fans of that movie not overly it's okay. but people are though it's okay people do like that movie a lot you know, I did like the first time I saw it. I was kind of like, "Hey, all right." That's a it was a a hidden gem. But then the more I watch it, I was like, "Eh." I'm glad I saw it because it fits eighty slashers, and I love eighty slashers, and it's 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 better than a lot of other ones. It's just not on the, on the heights that some others are. So, but I enjoy it. I don't know. It might get remade. Who knows? But you're trying to do a sequel for what do you call it? The Mutilator now, the Mutilator Two, which is weird. Strange things happen, man. Fall, fall Strange- break. <laughs> Yeah, fall break. Fall There's break two, one. the mutilator. Two. That's how what we can do. How did he possibly survive all of this? Who? The mutilator. It's gonna be the son this time. It's gonna be yeah. <laughs> like father, yeah. like, like father, like son. That's that's the catchphrase. The fall break one. two, the mutilator. Yeah. <laughs> fall break, like father, like son. Don't even tie it into the mutilator. I mean, it is, but I mean. Keep the two out of the title and keep keep fucking the mutilator out of the title. They'd be better off. Keep just keep fucking the mutilator. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the mutilator could be the killer in checkout. You can combine it all. Fall break, checkout, and fucking uh, killer uh, workout. All is one movie. Hmm. And in checkout, he went and he got a Mars bar and he became crazy and they called him Madman Mars Bar. And we'll connect Madman to it also. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> How about let's connect Madman? We can remake Madman partially using John's script. And in the summer camp, there is also a place, you know what I mean? Like checkout could be inside there. They could have like a grocery store down the street from the summer camp. And inside the grocery store, they could have a, a robot. A rabbit. A rabbit. We can do four movies. Fall break and tie into it. Man, I'm telling you. Imagine combining those four movies to make one slasher. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep adding on every slasher we talk about. Yeah. It's gonna be like it's gonna make any sense. It's gonna be like the Exploded Heads movie, which is just a combination of everything. I'm gonna write it down for next show. I'm gonna have a fucking whole thing. All, all those movies combined, how it could work. But that's next show. Okay, so uh, we have one more movie. We have the big one here. The big one. 
An American Werewolf in London. Okay, ah, uh, I want to see who picked it for us. Oh, well, how can I forget? It was. Isn't it George George? No, it was actually Scott. Scott. A.K.A. Chris. Yeah, Scott Chris. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't George George. It was Scott Chris. <laughs> what did the Chris A.K.A. Scott? Now we're just fucking it up. Uh, I don't know what it is to be honest with you. It's I can't. Chris A.K.A. Scott. <laughs> it's Chris A.K.A. Scott. This guy, the second he changes his background, his mic levels drop down. Yeah, you, you, you know what? Like I, while I'm making the change that that happens. You, you haven't come so back up yet. Yeah. Are you serious? Wait, he just turned off his camera and turned it back <laughs> on. Fucking God. Now he's back. You know what? I Even though I can't find the Skype updates, I'm kind of glad. Because if I start <laughs> fucking with it, the show's going to go. We're all going to have nice posters in the background. We'll be like, what? What? Well, you know, this one is all fucking. No, no we can no. hear you. You're fine. You're no, you sound fine. Unfortunately. All right, let's get hey, on with this. Hey, you hey. two walking meatloafs. <laughs> great men. Oh, here's what I forgot to say. I'm sorry. Oh. John Five. I forgot to mention him. I love the fucking score of Lords of Salem with the piano and everything else. It's different than his other movies, and that was from John Five. I just any, that any relation to Ben Folds? <laughs> <laughs> John Five was the guitarist for Marilyn Manson, amongst some other bands. But anyway, sorry, not, I didn't not, mean to... Not related to Ben Folds, though. Nope, 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 nope. He's not folded, he's not Ben, and he's a different five. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's the matter, buddy? Christian, would you stop looking at your background? <laughs> Ooh, look at him. I'm kind of scared of that. Ooh. I don't know if I'm more scared of the werewolf or the toothless wonder in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the toothless wonder of the 21st century. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my right. Aggression. Yeah, let's get on this movie. America How about Werewolf that? Sorry. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? He's got a missing tooth and he's right next to a big giant tooth. See? <laughs> Fang. Yeah, see? <laughs> see if you can fit your whole head inside his mouth. <laughs> yeah, do it. That's fucking gold right there. I'm oh. glad I interrupted you now. That was worth it. That was great. <laughs> Woo! All right, you guys. Let me introduce American Werewolf in London from 1981, written directed by John Landis. Two American college students on a walking tour of Britain are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals will admit exists. A walking tour of Britain? Weren't they just... <laughs> that just sounds funny. <laughs> a walking tour of Britain. They were, yeah, they were hiking. They were going to go to Italy too, weren't they? They Did had you like see hunchbackers. Yeah, they were a bunch of hunchbacks. Hunchback. I thought you said fudgebackers. Fudgebackers. So you said backpackers. I thought you said fudgebackers, and you thought I said hunchbackers. Hunchbackers. Awesome. <laughs> Oh fuck! That's good stuff. Uh, Sorry, B. Oh my tooth! <laughs> what is it? Your tooth? <laughs> oh lordy! Poor Brandon. What do you mean? Oh no! I introduced the movie. I didn't. Oh, shit! Okay. Backpackers, fudge packers, whatever Huntsacker. Yeah, I will tell you this. This is the movie that I, I I I don't come out and say it, but. It is an epic fucking intro. Like the first fifteen minutes of this movie, they're an epic thing. They're they're just perfect. This is a perfect horror comedy and the best werewolf film. 
period. End of discussion. Ratings. Yeah, I know Braden pretty much just stole exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> it's always been in my top 10, and it well, continues to be in my top 10. That's that's what always means. And I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's the werewolf movie for me. <laughs> it's always been in my top 10, and it will continue to always be. <laughs> it's funny because, because the Howling came out the same year, it often gets compared, and growing up, I thought no comparison. When I was younger, I, re- I was drawn right to this movie, and I'll explain. There's a nostalgia piece to that, too. And the Howling, I always thought, was a chore to get into. It gets better, but I always thought it was a chore with the whole introduction. You thought the, thought the Howling was a chore to get into? Wait till we hear your nostalgia piece. <laughs> <laughs> fucking can't stand you. I'm on both your heads right fucking here. <laughs> <laughs> well the howling was more like a 70s movie it, it had that adult feeling to it like it was made for adults it was very 70-ish where this movie because of the comedy influences and because they're kind of younger than the people in the howling and let's just face it the fucking once you get to the the werewolf transformation and oh. once you see the the gore in the first kill and the, and the first time um what's the name comes back i mean Jack. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. you're on oh, board. The effects are amazing. And the reality is, like, I love The Howling now, but it's still a great werewolf movie. This is the best werewolf movie. Yes. That's I how agree. I look at it. Uh, and I think there's a lot of great werewolf films, but there's nothing of this of this caliber. And we're talking about uh, Bone Tonahawk. You were saying how you love the dialogue and that I think this is a regular movie, but there's some great dialogue in this in this film. As well, excuse me, a great dialogue sequence. The, the nostalgia piece, very quickly, so I don't bore Brandon to death. Uh, my dad went to the video store, and probably the guy behind the, the, the desk at the store was someone probably like us. Brandon, wake the fuck up. <laughs> uh, he goes, my, he says, oh, this is a great comedy. My dad brings it home. I have a buddy sleeping over. We watch it. And I'm like, great fucking comedy. I'm scared shitless in my fucking seat watching it. And the second he has that dream sequence where he goes, bah! yeah, click, turned it off, watched a couple Scooby-Doo episodes and went to bed. Wow. It scared the shit out of me. So, of course, that image has always been in my head. And again, will always be in my head. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Call back to the other joke. And just like Friday the 13th was... Like very uh, very impressionable, and it's probably why I love this movie to this day. I wish I could see this in theaters. Yeah, this to you. me would be a perfect film to watch in the theaters. It is so atmospheric, great opening scene. I love. I mean, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but I love when he's in the hospital and he finally wakes up, and uh, that guy comes to see him, and he's yelling at him, and he's like, "No reason for hysterics." <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know who that guy is. That's the funny part. It's Frank Burp. Oz. It, it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds just like Burt. I always picture Burt saying that to him, which makes it even more funny, you know? Because <laughs> Frank Oz's normal voice sounds like Burt from Mr. Burt Kessler, there's no need for his... Like, he's like always offended by him or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Dumb, but, dumbass kids. Yeah. Next time you watch this movie, picture Burt, the Muppet, <laughs> saying all that stuff. I'm telling you, it makes it even better. <laughs> As opposed to Burt, not the Muppet. Wow. Well, <laughs> any other Bert you know. Well, Bert from fucking uh, Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> so we, it's not like we, we go scene by scene anyway, sure. but you're right. That whole, the, the atmosphere with them going into the the, uh, the pub, not being welcome, and it sets them <laughs> on their way. 
<laughs> How about it's funny when they're trying to order stuff. If it's something hot you want, it's tea. Oh, you have tea then? No. No. <laughs> but I can make some. <laughs> but I can throw it out. It is great. See, that woman always reminds me of someone from another movie, and I, I meant to look it up, and I forgot. Like, I feel like I've seen her in this movie many times, obviously, uh, the many times I've seen it, and <laughs> another. I want to hear about the one time you didn't see her in this movie, because <laughs> that's a fucking story. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. She's in another movie that I've seen plenty of times, and I forgot to look it up, and when I was taking notes, I forgot to do it. Either way. And I never got the joke until this time. You know the joke when they do the knock-knocking in the beginning? No, I, see, yeah, I don't get the knock-knock. I finally joke. got it. He's setting him up. He's telling him, say knock-knock. So he says knock-knock. Then he says, who's there? Then the guy that, the wrong guy is telling the joke. You get it? Okay, I'll do it to you, B. Say knock-knock. Knock-knock. Who's there? Oh, I get it. See? So that's why he <laughs> says who. Because he's like, see? It took me to, see? So I'm, I'm not so knock, dumb. Knock-knock, <laughs> He goes, don't you get it? See, it took me till this time to get it, but now, now we both got. it. I didn't get it. I was like, wait, what's what's the joke? I understand they're saying it backwards, but I wasn't finding it funny at first. He didn't know what to say, so he said, "Who?" You know, he, he was waiting for him to say "Who." <laughs> you know. I thought he was gonna say "Who Who," and I was like, "Who Who?" Oh, and that dream, that dream that scared you. See, yeah. every time I see that dream and the face he makes, it a hundred percent looks to me like fucking Pazuzu. It, it's a hundred percent the Exorcist. One, it's ex- that's exactly. It. In fact, when you brought up the Exorcist during, uh, Lord during of Lords of Salem, I swear I almost said the next film reminds me of the Exorcist because of that one image. It has and, to be, and that dream is absolutely insane with the Nazis. Oh, <laughs> that, that, the, oh the, all the dream imagery in this movie is fucked up. Yeah, no, but the, the Nazi monsters coming and they're they're clearly yep. a Jewish family. You even see the menorah getting blown off the, the, the thing. There's the, a it, lot. Oh my god, it's so it's, violent and funny. It, it's full of Jewish subtext. This movie. Yeah, people don't think. I never thought about it honestly until I'm, I'm going to give him credit. Um. I, I, I want you know, it must have been liking it when they talked about it, but I know that it was uh, Jamie and Brian talking about it, and they started talking about all the Jewish stuff, and I never made the connection. I all I thought about was the one scene when they because of the circumcision. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they mentioned that he's Jewish, but now when you think about the dreams and everything, and in the dreams he's naked, which again they're talking about the circumcision, so he's always being shown naked. But there's all type of stuff. They're both Jewish men, and yeah. the, the women they talk about back home have Jewish names and yep. the guy that's the girl. So there's all this subtext that I didn't even pick up on until they mentioned it. And then I did some reading for it this show, yeah. but I'm Plus, like, Jack yeah. even calls David a putz at one point. Right. Is, yeah. Don't be a <laughs> putz, David. Yeah. And, right. and it bombed in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it bombed at Hiroshima too. <laughs> oh, wow. And my joke's bad. <laughs> I'm tired today. Leave me alone. But yeah, and, and those guys coming in there dressed like Nazis. I never made the, the yeah. connection that those monsters that came in, like you said, it was a Jewish household. Yeah, crazy. What, what, what about the double scare? Up. What about the that double scare? He wakes up. Oh yeah, the slit throat's good. Then he wakes up and she goes, "I got just the thing." Opens the curtains and then the that, that the one Nazi guard uh, monster comes out of the curtains. That scared yeah. the shit out of me. Still. It's great. Now I love that, that scare. That is when it was great. The double dream fake out in 1981 was fucking great. Being prevalent in fucking 2017 plus like every other movie. Well, dreams it's, play it's, into this too, like a little bit more so. Sure. I mean, yeah, and so it works a bit more. But I, I hear you. Even sure. even the trope back was not so much of a trope then. The but the attack. So go back to the beginning and Jack's attack, if you will. 
is is brutal. And the (laughs) fact that he runs, like, that's the first instinct is, let's get the fuck out of Dodge. Oh, shit, Jack, my friend. Then he goes back. So, like, you you, you forgive him because it's instinct that sort of pulls him away from it. But he realizes, holy fuck, my friend's in trouble. Turns around to go get his buddy, but it's too late. And when you see him, oh. Oh, yeah. And this is understandable, unlike... Friday four. This is understandable why he why Jack screams, Jesus fuck, it's killing me. It's killing me. He's skilling oh, me. Yeah. He's skilling me. Skilling. <laughs> oh oh my god. When and then Jack coming back, that makeup work to this day is top. Now no wonder this movie won. This got a, the first Academy Award yeah, correct for, for makeup. makeup effects. For Rick Baker. And yeah. it deserves, well, I, I, I'm, there's tons of great makeup effects before this, but I'm talking about in this movie, that wrecked face, the gaping hole you see mm. in the wound is beautiful. And then the little flap of skin that just goes, oh, oh man. You can't... And there was supposed to be a scene where he eats something and it falls through the hole, but that was edited out. Yeah. yeah. So, so Peter because Jackson, of... I guess, took it and put it in uh, Dead Alive because I think they, they, <laughs> they, they, like, they use that there. But he says a line there. That I thought is absolutely hilarious, which is like, life mocks me even in death. Yeah. Because <laughs> you went right. to his funeral <laughs> and saw a girl crying and then shacking up with the guy. Yeah, Deb, Debbie Klein, the girl <laughs> yeah. he liked, wound yeah. up shacking. <laughs> she cried a lot and then she wound up shacking up with uh, another one. Yeah, all Jewish last names, Klein. <laughs> yeah. Yep, everybody, even the guy that she hooked up with. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I like that how, how they have that London calling type situation with the fucking punks in the, uh, <laughs> oh. in the subway. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh, I was super attracted to her when oh, I was a kid. I, I was like, I thought she was amazing. Like, I yeah. do still. Yeah, she's great. Gorgeous. She was even great when she was in Child's Play too, like the ten years later. But I mean, I thought about her here. Oh my god, she's fucking stunning, Alex. Oh my god, oh, that would have warmed so... up your basement last night instead of Skype. Oh, oh dude, yeah. she's beautiful. She's still beautiful now. I'm telling yeah. you. Oh, she's, she's an attractive woman. She's like close to 70 now. She still looks you, good. Dude, honestly, and I, I know I obsess about her, but she does kind of remind me a little bit of, of Firuza. You know look. who else looked great? Meg Foster, naked in uh, Lewis's. <laughs> <Santa. laughs> she looked like a fucking prune. <laughs> I like prunes. We had, we had like... great looking women. Great-looking females, at least one in every movie we've talked about tonight. We have Alex, we have, uh, you know, Sherry Moon and uh, Jane Doe. And Emma. Emma. From Jane Doe, the girlfriend. Oh, I forget about her. Ophelia Love. He was talking about the dead slab girl. I'm sorry, (laughs) she's gorgeous. What can I tell you? Matter of fact, she might be the best of the lot. And she don't talk back. Uh, okay, how, how about it? Mary, fuck, kill. There you go. <laughs> oh my lord, we're doing this. We're doing a cut to the chase. Uh, but nah, it's all right. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just it occurred to me that there's three gorgeous women. One of them happens to be dead on a slab. <laughs> you yeah, can't but, kill yeah. Jane though. <laughs> you, you, so you gotta marry her. Fucker. I'll fuck her. <laughs> I'll fuck her. <laughs> oh, she's gorgeous. Well, anyway, okay. <laughs> but boy, Alex, yeah, you got me started on her. Yeah. Oh. Gorgeous. Oh, yeah, maybe it's the accent too. I don't know, but oh, I do the I, accent. I, it's my favorite accent for females. Like you know, I'm not really into accents usually, but uh, something about that because it's such a prim and proper thing. I always picture 
them as being like prim and proper, to hear them talk dirty or to know that they get down oh, like that. Oh, the way that, they say cock. Yeah, just anything. Like, <laughs> fuck me in the arse, David, or something. You know? <laughs> Sorry. Maybe it's the Mary Poppins thing. Because I love Mary Poppins when I was a kid, and she was British. And, um, you know, she stands for, for goodness and all that stuff. But apparently, Julie Andrews had a fucking real bad potty mouth on the set. So when I heard that, I'm like, you know what? I'm more attracted to her now. But anyway. <laughs> She's a dirty birdie. And, she, and Alex is kind of a dirty birdie, too. She <laughs> takes this guy home. You know what I mean? All the, even though she's only had seven men, but three have been one-night stands. But I do like yeah, how she tells that story and how uh-huh. she's not in the habit of bringing home stray men. Stray American <laughs> men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had three one-night stands, but they were from London. Yeah, It's, it's okay. <laughs> stray American men. But I, I like yeah. how they progress the story. So you know he's been bit and attacked from historic lore. We, we know he's going to become a werewolf. But for him to be told by his dead friend being stuck in limbo that he has to kill himself or whatever. That's the unique part of this. And then yeah. all the dead victims coming back. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's oh, great. I love it. How some of them are pissed off, but some of them are still cheery. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The couple were still Hello? cheery. Hello. Yeah. Oh, you could shoot <laughs> yourself in the head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, that is great. I, not I, I sure enough. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never, excuse me. I never appreciated that scene as much. Until this view, actually, like right at the end, because I have a, a bit of an issue with the movie where I think there's a little bit of downtime that's kind of unnecessary. And I always remember the end is kind of just there, like, OK, then this happens and they're shot and then it's over. But I appreciated more this view more than ever because of that scene in the theater in that conversation that happens right before it, I, I think is, is really good. I love I love the whole thing. And you can even say it's a little bit of a zombie film since they are referred to as undead. This might be my favorite zombie film and werewolf film. <laughs> and Jack does look like a zombie more and yeah, more. He, he progresses he... throughout. And that first, the, the, his first transformation scene, it's it's um, obviously one of the best transformation scenes ever. But it's so funny, oh. like the way it starts out, because he's like, he's like, God, I'm hot. It's so damn hot. Jesus Christ. All the songs with Moon in it, I've always loved oh, that. It's yeah, just so good. Great soundtrack. Yeah. And that, that yeah, transformation scene was great because you never saw full light, no shadows at the beginning one, and it just sort of evolves by Brandon. To throw it up. He's turning into a werewolf. Oh, Jesus Christ. It just came out of nowhere. Imagine that he came back in a werewolf mask on. Oh, my God. His hair is longer. <laughs> you okay? okay? Everything okay? Yeah. Yeah, what happened? Oh, nothing. We're just talking about you turn it into a werewolf. You ran out to turn it into a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to come back with that peach fuzz mask on. You know, I got <laughs> I got family at the front door. I wanted to see them real quick, but. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, really? Yeah, it's not we're almost yeah. done. So, but there's, when he tries to get arrested, I wrote every bit of dialogue down there because it makes me laugh every fucking time. Like Queen Charles Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth is a man. <laughs> Prince Charles is a faggot. Winston Churchill is full of shit. <laughs> Shakespeare's French. <laughs> Fuck shit, cunt shit. I lose my mind every time. Like that, I want to read the script. I just see that written down. Like it Queen Elizabeth is a man. <laughs> Victor Salva wanted to redo the, uh, the balloon scene with the kid. 
But instead of taking the balloons, he leaves the balloons and he covers up his junk with just a kid and runs around the street with a kid covering his junk. A lot of weather we're having today. When he's standing in the line wearing that woman's jacket and the looks that those guys are giving him, priceless. Uh, it's great. It is great. Oh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, the, the the use of the moon songs are perfect. The one in the beginning, there's like, I think three different versions of Blue Moon in this movie. They, anything moon, moon dance for when they hook up, it works <laughs> perfectly. You know what I mean? That like, and uh, whatever the hell, whatever bad, the hell else. Bad Moon um, Rising. Bad Moon Rising for the, for the transformation. Yeah. And fuck the transformation. I mean, please. Oh. Yeah, we were just talking about that. And that's when Brandon left. But yeah, but that's, right. to see it happen in front of you. Which oh. was just phenomenal, and like not just... only that, to hear the pain in his screams, yeah, like they always—that's one thing that where werewolf transformations have done pretty well in movies. You always get the sense from the character that it's a painful thing, and they even talk about it in a lot of films how painful it is. It's not just one of these things like you see in Twilight, where a guy's running and he jumps, and all of a sudden he's a wolf. <laughs> it's like an absolutely excruciating pain every single time because you're shedding your own skin and. Your bones are, you know, transforming and stuff like that. And this one is just fucking brutal and brutal at the same time. The one thing that's weird is they went the, not weird, cool, but they went the four-legged wolf. Whereas I think the howling actually took the, the wolfman, like almost like two-legged approach a bit more. I, so love, it works, the, I love the four-legged. I love the four-legged. I love the POV scene in the subway when Ooh. he's out hunting. I love... When the guy's coming up the stairs and you see him kind of walk in, you can just, see the, yeah. just a tip. <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. I love it. Just a, I yeah, fucking just a, yeah. love just, it. I'm like, just enough, just enough. You see him eating. It's you see him feeding on on the flesh. It's it's great. I don't know what I prefer, but there's something more animalistic about them being on all fours, of which course, is kind yeah. of scary. Like if this, if there was such a thing as a werewolf. That's what I would picture be, where someone could mistake it for a giant bear or a dog or something. Just you know what I mean. For that's more believable to me. If there was a werewolf, it would be it would be on all fours. I don't know why. It's just I'd I be terrified it. either way. But I, oh, I do prefer yeah. I do prefer it on all four. Although if I saw you know a howling werewolf or a dog soldier werewolf, I would shit myself just as just as likely. But but I yeah. do prefer the all fours. Or the wolf yeah. man. Uh, bipedal, I believe, is the, uh, <laughs> bipedal. the the regular term. I believe Christian's bipedal. <laughs> <laughs> well, people, I've heard people complain that they think the transformation at the end is too quick, but they've already shown wow. that the showstopper. So you've right. already gotten the best transformation ever put to film and still right. probably the best put to film <laughs> again. And then... What we're saying is like, so at the end, you can't just stop the movie again for it. So they do it quicker. They do show some different things. Like you see the nails. Yep. Piercing through his existing yep. nails, which is, oh. it was a good add on as well. And yep. so yep. like they, they give you a little bit more, uh, some dif- differentiation there. That guy does stand there for what seems like eternity, not asking if he needs any help. But he's just like, get, <laughs> get out of here. And he's like banging himself against the chair. The guy's just holding the flashlight there like. Are you okay? Yeah. And let's talk about yeah. that porno. That porno is one of the funniest pornos ever. See you next Wednesday. Be... Yeah, see you. Ne- it always well, comes up in his movies. See you next Wednesday. Yeah. I, Did you I've know never that? seen you before in your in your life. Not you, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I I never understood. The, I don't know why they didn't call it "See You Next Tuesday" because that would have been funnier. I have a feeling yeah. that was a joke. I think he 
for whatever reason, I always thought it was CNX Tuesday because of that. Because it's funnier, yeah. Yeah, but it was. But it's kind of funny how how ridiculous and that it doesn't make sense. It's see you next Wednesday. Yeah, I think that's a John Landis joke. I think that's about him. Like, uh, it's kind of like what what uh, Tarantino does with the red apple cigarettes. Yeah, it's just something. And of course, they they talk about it in in Michael Jackson's Thriller. They actually say it. It's something scrawled in blood. What's it say? See you next Wednesday. And that's the other Rick Baker transformation with John Landis, Michael Jackson's Thriller, which is not as good as this because, you know, it was quicker, but still damn good and worse. Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So wait, so Rick Baker, you're saying transform Michael Jackson into a pedophile? (laughs) Yeah, a bipedal pedophile. (laughs) A bipedal. A bipedophile. A Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking gold, a bipedal. <laughs> it makes sense because he was but, bipedal. That's what that's the one difference they made with Rick Baker. Remember when Michael Jackson turned into a werewolf? He was on all fours. Or on, on two, sorry. He was on two legs. Yeah, they took the well, they put the more wolfman approach. That came out the yeah. year later, right? That was eighty two, correct? Oh, eighty four or eighty three, sorry. Wait, I'm sorry, which, which one was 83? Michael Jackson's thriller was 83. Oh, yeah, yeah. On two legs, yep. I'm talking about evil on two legs! <laughs> <laughs> Another great line, when, when, when they, again, when they're in the theater and it's the, uh, the husband, who's a lot more serious, and he goes, your carnivorous lunar activities. Such <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great line. Your carnivorous uh, lunar activities. <laughs> Oh, awesome! <laughs> Shit, yeah. Uh, great scene. Oh my god, that chaos! The car, the car pile up, just fucking bodies hurling out windows. Everyone getting run over. It's just it's oh, the awesome. American, the American emergency, or the uh, sorry, the UK emergency siren. It always <laughs> it just adds another level of yeah. like, like it makes you irritable. And so, but it adds to the level of intensity to Dude, the scene. I love though this time period when cars were so unsafe that you tap someone's rear bumper and you flew out the windshield. Everybody was like a projectile, projectile missile yeah. flying out. <laughs> At least you didn't explode on impact. That was only in American oh, yeah. action films. Yeah, yeah, you tap someone's bumper, you explode. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's great. I'll tell you right before all that stuff's going on when he makes the phone call that that's real sad too when he calls his sister. Uh, yeah. Well, he's thinking, t- he's thinking I love him. Try to slit his wrist there for a split second, right? He was he was wasn't he Dude, trying to do that? Cr- that's cringe too when he puts that Swiss Army knife like right yeah. on the when he pushes down on the thing uh, a little. Ooh. Yeah, he calls Rachel. He's like, no, seriously, tell mom and dad. That's don't fight. Stuff. Don't fight with yeah. Max. Yeah, it's no, good. It's, a great it's sad. Scene. It's. Got, got, it's got heart. You care about these characters. This is this right. made me like John Nutton so much that I was like, why isn't this guy in more than Hot Dog the movie? And then like ten years later, Body Parts. It's I know he was in other things, but it just seems like he should have had a way better film career. He reminds me of another actor. Every time I see him in the beginning of this movie, I think he's somebody else. He looks just like another actor that's famous, and it's always going to bother me. Damn it! I said I said John Nutton. I think David Nutton. Yeah, it's like Tony Danza. You know? <laughs> Maybe that's why he only can be called David in a movie. And they say, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> remember Hot Dog the movie? <laughs> I remember Hot Dog the movie. Yeah. That's Shane Tweed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we should have a show one day where we review Hot Dog the movie, Hard Bodies, and Porkies. Or and hamburger. <laughs> what that... and what? Hamburger? Yeah. Good burger. 
I never saw Hamburger. I figured it was just going to be a, uh, a shitty sequel. I didn't see that either because I just assumed it was yeah. a bad movie. Hot right. Dog, the movie, though, was actually pretty funny. It was yeah, always it was... on cable TV. Yep. <laughs> and so was this. This was always on HBO and all those places in the 80s. This Miracle Werewolf, I'm sure the first time I saw it would just would have been on HBO or the movie channel or Cinemax. Just there because it played a lot. That's for sure. How about when she says... um. Have you ever been severe? Well, she says, "Have you ever been severely beaten about the face and neck?" <laughs> She's the kid. specific. No. Yeah, yeah. Because well, that's no. what you want to say to the kid too. You want to say, "Kid, if you don't stop saying no, I'm gonna fucking pull." <laughs> no, you're gonna look like me, kid. <laughs> Toothless I like I like those scenes though. Like people might think, "Oh, that's pointless," but it just shows the uh, the depth to these characters. No, it's great. How about yeah. when the one kid smacks her ass? Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Right after the kid says no, the other kid comes by and just smacks her on the ass. Uh-huh. He's like, hey. <laughs> Never happened yeah. nowadays. Hello, Nurse nope. Price. Yeah. Okay, I sort of stand corrected because David Norton's credits are 131 titles. But it just looked like he, he disappeared oh. for more mainstream-style movies. Yeah. He's had a great career. It just seems like I, you expect him to see him more. And I really can't think of anything else that I remember him from. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm not getting him confused with another actor. Maybe it's him. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to get back on that next show. How about the doctor? Doesn't the doctor kind of remind you guys of Dr. Chenard? I always think of him now because of Hellraiser. <laughs> he does. He sounds like him and looks like him, kind of. Because he's British. His voice. fucking skunk. The, yeah, no, I... I but I and like how Jewish, he takes and a... he's Jewish too, Doctor Hirsch. Yeah. Is Doctor Chenard Jewish? Doctor Chenard could be Jewish. Okay, wow. But he takes an investigative approach too. We've had two movies where a secondary character takes an investigative approach. So there's a wow. connection here to try to figure out, find out a little bit more information, some intel. See, and that, that and scene what, is great. And that's what Brandon wanted in Autopsy of Jane Doe. It could have been three full head explosions for him if we only would have had an expository dump guy. It's so easy to understand why an investigation was done. He says he's attacked by an animal. He clearly has claw marks on his face and on his body that are, could not have been done by a maniacal lunatic. So, I mean, it makes sense. And I, liked, and I like the fact that the doctor still maintains that even though he believes that, he, that something else happened, that he believes the whole wolf, wolf thing is like a neurosis. <laughs> I know it's stupid. No, I like that. I like that the, the doctor still. But he doesn't believe that he's a werewolf. He believes that that David's sick and believes he's a werewolf. That he's neurotic. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, that that you that is correct. What yeah. I think is stupid is that they said there's an escaped lunatic and they just went. Oh away. yeah, yeah. Well, how could there be an escaped lunatic? There was no. First of all, who who escaped? You know what I mean? How can anyone just say that? Well, it's an escaped lunatic. Well. I don't see anything about somebody escaping from a fucking mental facility. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing. There were no mental facilities around. And obviously they're blaming, you know, the werewolf will turn back into that guy. There should have been. No, there shouldn't have been more on it. I'm just saying it's just they they were able to cover it up, I guess, because it's such a small town. Right. Small area. Well, at least he killed all everybody. He didn't turn anybody, did he? Did David turn anybody or did he just, did nah, he just kill every fucking he just person? just killed, which makes sense because he really didn't have, like. Not that werewolves have control. I mean, he only got turned by luck, but uh, he was just hungry because he's always talking that he's not hungry. He's not hungry. That's because he doesn't realize he's he's going to eat when the moon's up. You know, John Landis. Uh, I would have liked to see more from him as well. Like, I mean, he's great. He's directed some great things throughout the years. 
this was his werewolf movie. Of course, he did Innocent Blood as his vampire film. Not Good movie. Nearly, I, again, I like it a lot. Not nearly yeah, successful as this, but it's a great movie and, and definitely should be seen. Because, Dave, I think you said you either haven't seen it or haven't seen it in a long time. I just bought it. I've never seen it. I just got it when they had the four for 44. Uh, the uh, Warner. The Blu-ray Warner. Sale. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm finally going to see it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested That's... to see what you think. Cause it, it, def- it definitely kind of dabbles with the comedy horror, maybe leans on the comedy a little bit more, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a very good film as well. I don't want to taint your, before oh, no. you go in, before you go in. Fine because, well, because of the other lands. <laughs> <laughs> the Blues Brothers is one of my favorite comedies ever. And Amos is another great one. So that's I mean, who, that's who producers wanted for uh, for Jack and David. They wanted the uh, Ackroyd and fucking Ackroyd, Belushi. Ackroyd and Belushi. That wouldn't have worked. That, that that'd be too much. That's that's <laughs> what they wanted because this was right after uh, Blues Brothers. They wanted Chevy yeah. Chase, but he kept tripping way before they even got to the Moors. So they they said no <laughs> Chevy Chase. Was Heathcliff there? What? <laughs> Heathcliff. They talk Somebody, about Heathcliff on the Moors. Yeah, they sure do Heathcliff. Yeah. Withering Heights. That's what it's a reference to. Oh, Heathcliff. Not not the cat. Not the cat. Sorry. The, 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 the literature. I'm usually <laughs> thinking about cats. Sorry. Wasn't there a cat in this movie, too? Uh, was Didn't it? a cat do something to him? Or was it a dog? Remember he went somewhere and an animal had a reaction to him? The dog. I think a dog just started barking at him. Oh, yeah. The, the two little girls oh. with the dog. Yeah. Thanks, dog. <laughs> How about that thing that happened when I was looking for the Blu-ray and it was the exact same thing? At the same time. How fucked up is that? So I'm watching this Blu-ray, and I'm, and I'm thinking, this looks really good, but I, I don't remember this movie getting the special treatment. So I'm like, did, did this ever happen? Did we so you ever paused have it. A... Remember, you said you paused the movie. So I paused the movie. <laughs> Thank to you. Fucking, yeah, I paused the movie to look on Blu-ray.com to see if there was one. And then I saw, in fact, that there was an Arrow one. And then I, I, I went down. I, you know, I was scrolling down. <laughs> I was scrolling down, and, I, and I, I saw that it said, you know, they were talking about video quality, and the scene that they showed was the exact same fucking scene. How do like, you like that? Look at that frame, frame that. Why oh, we can't see shit? It's all oh. fucked up, but it's all the exact same frame that yeah. he paused. I see myself. <laughs> I gotta fix he it. Cause... Pause the frame. And the image on the Blu-ray.com was the exact same. That's fucked up. It was. Up. It freaked me out. It freaked me out That's for sure. Cool. It was cool though. But it very. It freaked me out too. I'm gonna show, but you guys keep talking. But and I'm that hour of Blu-ray is, is wonderful. I love it. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is there yeah. Stuff? Yeah. I, I mean, they put so much great work into their releases, you know, with with special features, you know, books and posters. Even though I never utilize that stuff, it's just it's it's a it's nice as a collector when they do that. That's what I want. I want to make sure they have all the all the good stuff and they have the, uh, you know, the background. Yeah. Shit. So look, check it out. Here it is for everybody to see. Okay. That's when I was watching the movie, and that was the fucking write-up on Blu-ray.com. It was it, the exact same time. Like, holy fuck. Dude, that's that's shocking. I, no, no shit. It blew me. That's why I had to show it. It blew me the fuck away. I know. It blew radio like, away. <laughs> Sorry. It, it blew, blew out my shitter. It blew Christian's tooth clear out of his mouth. <laughs> He's like, oh, poor me. Poor me. <laughs> poor bastard, you. Oh, this movie can't show. escape. This It can't escape nostalgia for me. I try to separate it, and I still think 
It's fantastic. The practical effects, the acting, Ooh. the comedic elements, the, the progression of the story. I'd be lying to say, Dave, I, I slightly agree. The second act, right before the transformation scene. A little bit. But just a little bit, but I but I'm never bored. I'm never bored, but I'd be like, maybe that would be a gripe if I was a first time watcher coming into this and saying, what are these guys talking about? Let me go check this movie out. But that is really it. Cause otherwise it's boom, 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 boom. The only other thing is that what they, they, they take you to a, a a level of, cause you like him, you like her. There's an emotional end. They show a shot and it's bomb, bada, bomb, bang, 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 blue moon, yeah. blue moon. I mean, it kills. You're like, what? Like, I like it for that in, on one hand. And I'm like, you just destroyed a really intimate moment. But I guess that's that's the a comedy reaction. of it. That's the reaction. That's the like, comedy of it. It's great. Smart. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what an emotional end scene. I love you, David. He tells her he loves her. She finally tells him he, she loves him. And, uh, and just back to comedy. Yeah. Blue moon, How about Rick blue moon? Blue moon, blue moon. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, Makeup artist and creature creator Rick Baker? Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we he love him very, 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 very much. Very, 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 very. Awesome. <laughs> but very, it's true. Very, very they much. made the award for him. They fucking yeah. they they came around this and we've got to start giving out awards for practical effects and he got the very first Oscar <laughs> for this movie. You all right? Was that a hockey yeah. stick? Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> that I brought it to myself. Oh wow! Very well, very very very. You got to tell people where that's from. Okay, wait, don't do it right away, guys. Think about it. This is a this is a for you listeners out there. This is a trivia question that very we like. Artist to make up creator Rick Baker very, 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 very much. What movie? You guys can let the cat out of the bag now. A richly deserved... Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> very richly deserved shout out to Summer to, School. Yep. <laughs> to sum it up, I'm Chainsaw. And I'm Dave. And we'll see and you at the movie. Why would you be Chainsaw and he be fucking Dave? Well, sorry. I said it first. <laughs> I came up with it. What do you want from me? <laughs> If he would have said the guy that's Dave is not Dave. (laughs) You passed and I failed. You asshole. Yeah. I'll try it again. I'm sure I can fail. (laughs) We should review Summer School next. There's another one. Good movie, man. Oh, it's great. I love it. And I love this one. So, excellent. So, what are we going to say? It's summer. I think, you know, I, I, I'm not, I think we could wrap it up, but I'll say, yeah. you know, where you think it lags, I, I like that they establish and build the relationship more with Alex and David in the hospital. And then, you know, you see him kind of bored once he goes back with her. But I like the fact that he stays with her and it builds that a little bit more versus, you know, all of a sudden transitioning right from the hospital to him living with her. It'd be like, what, he shacked up with her after two seconds? No, they showed the, the connection being built. So with that said, I'll come in. I'm a full head explosion and, uh, Nomination for a Hall of Fame because I'm a I'm a perfect score on this film. Whoa! I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> Full head, and I I will give it a nomination. It, it's it is a ten out of ten. Yeah, well, I I agree. It's, um, it's Full Head Explosion and deserving of Hall of Fame. So there you go. American nice. Werewolf makes it. Yep. Awesome. Yay! Look at that. Perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. 
awesome. He got that perfectly. He could get his whole arm to disappear. Yeah, that was that was wonderful. Yes. Okay, we're gonna be out of here. Next show for uh, for everybody at home. Here's your homework. Oops, I, I can't even type anymore. Blue moon, blue moon. Okay, um, show 107. <laughs> Lovely Molly, Devil's Pass, and Hardware. Two movies I've never seen. What? I've never seen Devil's Pass, and I've never seen Hardware. You gave me, everybody, go back to episode 10. Now that's horror. And when I say Hardware is my favorite horror film in 1990, Brandon gives me shit. <laughs> no, I, I know. I, I remember that. I always give people shit about Hardware, even though I've never seen it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, hey, well. Spoiler. <laughs> it's okay. Does it hold show. up? <laughs> it's all good. All right. Well, we got to get out of here, everybody. We love you. Stay safe. What else can we say? We love you a long time. Peace out.